easier. I yeah. was like, I was trying to make an extra cautious. <laughs> I was trying to make space for you guys. Tyler too. I watched him do yeah. it. Sunday scaries. It's it's still a work in progress. We'll no, get, we'll I get like back it. to it. I like it. I think I have a. I heard another song that I was really inspired by uh, this weekend. So I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna steal an idea from that one and then uh, solidify it. And then maybe that'll be the outro music. I don't know. I love we'll, it. We'll switch back and forth. Yeah. Hey, it's it's not Sunday. It's Feels like a Sunday though to me. I don't know. You guys both just got off work, so yeah, not really. It's a Sunday in my heart. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Travis. Uh, and I'm Tyler. Yeah. And again, we're hanging out with Daniel. Yeah. Hey, guys. I wonder if this is going to be one of those situations where it's out. like 40 episodes in a row, you'll be the guest. And be like, yeah. And we'll just always call you a guest, no matter what happens. That's what Mary Kate asked me. She was like, what is your st- what is your role with yeah. this? I was like, I just keep coming when they ask me to. Yeah. I just like hanging out with them. supposed to be a two-time guest, but like, you're one of the people that shows up, and you happen to be really fun to talk to. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you not to come. Well, and I'm, I'm super stoked, too, because like I said, like I like... Uh, I'm getting a chance to watch lots of strange things too, so it's like as much good for as this is good for me as I hope it is for y'all. Was like, it as as good for you as it was for me? Yeah, I, Lord, I hope so. I think that's a good segue into uh, <laughs> tell <laughs> so, them about this this film. So for this week for this podcast uh, this weekend, we all got together, we went out, and we saw the new movie X uh, that just came out on Thursday. Um, we're recording this a couple days afterward. Uh, Ty West, a uh, film director who's made a couple of other really fun, um, somewhat like B horror, campy slasher. He's he's a, he's a children of the a child of the genre. Um, produced directed, wrote, filmed this movie called X, uh, stars Mia Goth, Jenna Ortega, uh, it's got uh, Brittany Snow in it, um, it's got Kid Cuddy, Kid Cuddy himself, fucking... Which I think his real name is Scott Mescuddy. Scott Mescuddy, yeah, Mescuddy? Mescuddy? Yeah, um, fucking amazing. So what I thought, uh, we're going to have a little bit more, like a different format for this one, since it's a new release, um... Obviously, I didn't. I I thought about it, but like I didn't really want to do the the scene by scene walkthrough. We can't give um, away everything. And we, we yeah, it's brand new. Well, I, what yeah. I think we're gonna do is uh, so let's let's start off with like a little bit of like a non spoiler discussion. Um, we're gonna talk at the beginning here about like you know our general reception of it. We're gonna try to keep uh you know some of the details out. Um, so that if you're still trying to go see this movie, like I said, it just came out. I definitely will highly recommend it. Um, and then we'll have a non spoiler discussion, and then after that, we'll kind of get into. You know some finer details of the movie, so we can really, really talk about. Some also, of the... I I want to add, we're recording this actually in the middle of a thunderstorm. Yeah, like well, people, you might not hear it, but it, we're might, actually it's watching lightning. It's as, as as much as I tried to get this to be like a more uh, upgraded, isolated audio situation. My mic is definitely going to pick up the rain falling gently in the background and the thunder. And it is, you're right, it's an amazing backdrop for a horror movie. It's podcast. not just it's not just me and Tyler not... like making rain and like like lightning noises yeah. alternating. It's not sound effects this was not done in post yeah <laughs> um so yeah that being said there yeah there's a tornado watch too we, we're, we're we're all here in dallas texas uh so this is you know we're right in the middle of a uh, tornado alley and yeah, it's you know it's something you live with you, you deal with it it, just, uh, it do be happening yeah, it do be happening yeah. sometimes out here um but yeah so generally first general reception what do you guys think how'd you how do you enjoy going to watch this movie uh, in theaters this weekend don't jump in everybody at once yeah i mean i loved it i'd gave it i rated it like an eight or a nine out of ten overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of people ask me about it after we went to see it, mm-hmm. um, and I tried to like express what I thought without giving it away, kind of like we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think thematically, 
it held up well throughout like it stuck to its guns on the like moral and ethical implications of the plot mm-hmm. um which i think you know you see there's plenty of horror movies where we kind of hop back and forth between like li- different thematic elements like oh now it's psychological and now it's straight gore and you know we hop around between these different themes but i think the overarching um like theme um which i mean i would say you could tie to impotence yeah uh, body dysmorphia sexuality there's one really good interview that i saw that said uh yeah what was their their theme was uh not like basically the, the grass is always greener kind of thing mm-hmm. um longing for something that that, is, that has gone away or wanting yeah, to for be, days uh, gone by yeah yeah wanting to transform yourself um yeah, how, uh, Dan, how 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 scary do you think this movie was? This was great. One of, the, one of the great things about new releases is like we get to all consume it for the first time. Yeah, and we get like to do it in a theater it. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like I'm a bad. I'm actually a kind of a bad judge of how scary something is, mm-hmm. um, uh, be, unless I like see it in, with other people. Because mm-hmm. I I'm not I'm not at all like messed up by like violence mm-hmm. or gore. Um, I kind of get this like perverse like I laugh about it like Eli Roth movies kind of make me chuckle yeah in a lot of ways I'm like oh my god this is amazing and we definitely found ourselves laughing yeah, yeah. I know that was there were some brutal <laughs> moments was great there were some very laughable moments too so but, like so yeah. I guess the what I should say is like there are there's a few jump scares that I think got me mm-hmm. at least once or twice oh for sure um, there's some good like fake outs. And that I think really tees off yeah. like some good tension. There's some that I want to get to later. There, yeah, there's like, some mm. great, some great tension sequences set up overall that really feel like like it takes somebody who knows how horror works to yeah. pull it off because people can get kind of jump like jump the gun or get really nervous and then like we just let's just kill them now and like make yeah. this the kill and then move on and and it kind of works out better if like sometimes half of like good horror is like teasing the audience exactly you know? building that tension that yeah. can then be released um man it, it's gonna be hard to get through this without we're gonna make so many everything like, is gonna sound like a sexual innuendo i mean it's about it's like a team kind of, of people is. who go to yeah. shoot a porno yep. in like a back garage i would call like, it cabin. an adult film uh, sorry in art what did it, the, what's the camera guy he, he keeps saying we can make like elevated smut or something elevated smut uh, I think that's what we would say now which right. is ironic that A24 is releasing it because everyone know. keeps saying they're like elevated horror yeah but especially so and before we get into spoilers and stuff too um, that's kind of what I'll, what I'll you know kind of get to before we uh, close out the non-spoiler discussion and stuff is the idea it's like I think that uh, I think that this film succeeded in doing what it was trying to do um, which is the big thing uh, it yeah A24 I, like, we had this conversation I think off mic and we've had it you know some other places too but I think they they know how to pick their projects like it, it's kind of a, a better uh, the best way of looking at it you know from from the the directors they picked to you know the scripts that end up getting produced and everything um so many so many of their movies are so diverse and this is one of the more yeah like kind of uh I would say out of style they're, A24 they're films. such a buzzword company too uh-huh. like it's like interesting the common person knows the name yeah. now I mean I think they've they're they're in the meme sphere mm-hmm. they've definitely got mm-hmm. some like clips and stills from all their their products I do want to add too like I love A24 and I think their mission to me looks like you know pick someone with the most specific vision and voice and support them um, almost unequivocally. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, like, I, I can't, I haven't heard stories of anyone being told, like, no, you can't do that. And I've seen, <laughs> like, based off of some of the movies they make, I mean, Spring Breakers was one of the first things they ever released. You got to imagine that that team started by saying, like, do whatever the hell you want. We don't care. Um, but I think, too, people kind of forget that the, the, the highlight reel of their work 
um, kind of subsumes the the like middle tier. There's a lot of movies they actually make, produce, and release that like very few people are talking about. And it has this like it has this like superhero movie effect where like people always talk about like the big ones and they miss some of the stuff that like I love. There's there's a great movie. We'll get into it at the very end because I want to recommend it. Mm-hmm. But the Death of Dick Long, hmm. released by A24, Daniel Scheinert directed. He's half of the Daniels. Um, and great fucking movie. Like I watched it. He was he was in the theater for a Q and A after. I love that movie to death. I will go up to die for it because it is like the most like black horror fucked up thing, but like uniquely hilarious. Mm. And it takes someone like to support that the idea. And I can't I like I can't tell you what happens in it because like there is a big reveal and the whole movie just goes sideways. Um, and it's so cheap to shoot. I. Sorry. Anyway, it, that's like, awesome. Yeah. There's just things like that. Being said, was, oh, they yeah. have movies they release that nobody talks yeah, about. Say, that I wish they would watch. I thought that was interesting. Do you think that this like? Because I mean, this feels like. I think the idea that the whole idea of putting uh, Cuddy and you know Britney Snow and Jenna Ortega in a film like this is like this. You, does this feel like a big A24 release? Because like it's kind of funny because it's uh, this movie. This was my my thing. I loved about it was it was such a throwback. Like it was so yeah. true and honest to the spirit of like the seventies horror and that whole scene that came out yeah, that Fangoria like, said the slasher is back yeah right yeah it's and you look at from Fangoria's perspective right new scream uh-huh. uh x drops they're looking at oh another tech like a new texas chainsaw massacre dropped on netflix don't worry about it but like but <laughs> but uh but it's funny because it's such a like so 70s specific it is kind yeah. of like very like a it has it takes a very special person to make this yeah but also like it, well, it takes could, a, a student of the genre. Like, yeah, that's why you, they just leaned into to Ty West. Like, yeah, just let him do his knew, thing. They knew what was going on in his brain. Yeah, yeah. Actually, maybe that's one thing that we should point out before we get into the discussion of the plot and the spoilers and stuff. Is uh, did you guys get a chance to check out like any of his other? So like, yeah, Ty West's movies like are are interesting because like, they don't um, you know jump out as being. Like they they haven't been like staples of the past couple of decades. Like so, he kind of started his career uh, in the early two thousands. Um, he's a little bit older than us, you know. He's um, I think late thirties uh, or so. Um, so the first movie he made is this movie called The Roost. Um, I think it was like two thousand three or two thousand four or something like that. Um, and if if you pick that up, you can definitely chel- uh, tell that he is just like one of those guys who grew up watching you know the, like the Joe Bob Briggs stuff. Like he he loves like the you know the the um, uh, the art form of like the horror host, like yeah. you know this uh, this ghoulish figure introducing a movie. Oh yeah, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's how that like the first five minutes of the roost are you know start with this. So yeah, it's like a horror mansion where you get you know the butler coming and talking about the, setting up the scenario for the yeah. film, and then it, it you know it, it turns into it presents like itself a crypt and it's, keeper kind of thing exactly, and then it ends up being this like it, you know it's a college film. It looks like a college film, like many like early like you know early director's uh, first films kind of look like. Uh, but then he goes on to direct uh, Cabin Fever 2, so the sequel to uh, Eli Roth's... Eli Roth fucking, film, yeah, like I said, exactly like what you're talking head. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, uh, and then the most recent movie he made, uh, made um, I think it was The Devil... Um, shoot, what am Is I? it The Devil Comes at Night? I believe that's... No, or, uh, House of the Devil. House of the Devil. House the of Devil the Comes devil. at Night is something else. 
yeah, that's that's definitely Eight Comes at Night is another movie, um, which is an A twenty four film. Yeah, that, that's. Ooh. Did we just word associate yeah. all over? I this think podcast? we're getting. Yeah, we came full circle back to, to back to that one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, The Devil's House or House of the Devil. Um, that was yeah. It's like a weird. The premise of that one is like a babysitter goes out to this like place in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah, his career has been really interesting, and then since then he's focused mainly on like syndicated like television, um, some other like you know episodic releases and stuff. So this is kind of like him really coming back to the genre and I think getting his first chance at making a budget like horror film. Um, I don't know. I've tried to find figures on what the budget for this movie was, but uh, it was was a little unsuccessful. Oh my God, it looks so cheap. Yeah, it doesn't look expensive. But they I mean that have, in an endearing way, yeah. too. Like, anyone who's listening who doesn't know movies, mm-hmm. it's, like, horror. And we have to acknowledge this horror. One of the reasons it's still around is it's, it can be really cheap to make exactly. and very profitable. Mm-hmm. Um, just in an economic sense. But that being said, uh, in some of the, like, articles and, like, the interviews I've been, like, li- reading and listening to for this, uh, they did talk about how, um, so Weta Digital, you know, was on... on uh, on contract to make this film so you know special effects wise a lot of the cool stuff that we see in that movie yeah it's you know it's 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 visual effects that are done so th- i guess the budget was there um yeah we'll we'll do more research and try to figure out you know some more about the numbers and stuff but i think uh yeah do you guys have anything else to say that's non-spoilery before we get into like you know some of the plot and like some of the actual shit that happens it's i went in clean i i have yeah. to admit my own fault i i don't i never know who ty west before this movie and like I think that's, that's just like a lack of my education no, but i love that they're putting the director like mm-hmm. front and center on some of this marketing material like they seem to know the community the micro community that follows him or that is in the horror mm-hmm. world would like what he does the marketing yeah. for this definitely seemed to focus on ty west and kikuti's names like that, yeah, that was like the name sure. drops for yeah, yeah, like yeah. when i saw the trailer for it you know for when i saw the, the you know the credits for it i was like fuck that looks I'm sold. Like, well, and I'm also like it's the A24 to put their stamp on a horror film. It's you know they're they're throwing in their name like this is we made it we we're releasing it. It's you know along the lines of like what we've done with Midsummer and Hereditary, uh, Lighthouse, Switch. Uh, it comes at night. Like their repertoire for unique and interesting horror is like what can drive people. And I felt like this one, the marketing machine was partially the A24 yeah. brand, which is fun, mm-hmm. smart, good nope. for them. Like they're they're owning their brand and they're leaning into it. They know, yeah. yeah. And I think leaning into the Cuddy casting definitely <laughs> helped that. Like like I said, yeah, I had yeah. a lot of people reach out after we watched it last weekend, and some of those people I know that the only reason that they knew about that movie is because of the Cuddy casting. Yeah, which, which I is love. great. Like, I love pull, that Kid Cuddy's trying to make a way. career. You know, yeah. No, I he love it. it. I want to see him in more movies. I'm so, especially after seeing him in this movie. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, I, I can dig it. Um, yeah. So like, if you ha- if you haven't seen the movie, please do go check it out. Uh, uh, if you don't want to see it, uh, don't really care about having it spoiled, then yeah, keep listening because uh, we're gonna start talking about the actual shit that happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this movie starts out. Uh, it starts with the, the the police investigation. You remember that? So at the, right at the very beginning, um, the cold open of this film, we get blood and guts like right out the right at the very Just top. Spewed all over. Yeah, the it's classic. Yeah. So some ambiguously, they never actually said where the house was in texas did they mm, no but they come up from they houston. come from houston so or presumably houston or galveston yeah so it's yeah. presumably it's one of those like weird small like south southeastern towns or east texas towns or i don't know how long they drove like somewhere off of like 45 mm-hmm. but in the middle of nowhere yeah but this is something that we've talked about before about how like being born and raised in texas like i, I you know Tyler's from Wisconsin. He can't fucking talk about this. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But like, Eat I think curds, you cheesehead. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we had that gene, okay? But no, but one of the funny go things, whip I think, your shitties somewhere else. Right? Go whip your shitties out of here. Uh, one of the funny things about like I think that you notice about like people from Texas is that like 
all Texans have the pet hobby of like Texas geography where it's like, oh, where are you from? Well, I'm about 40 miles north of uh, Nacogdoches. You go, it's, it's not like even a, miles. It's like time. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm about 30 minutes out east of Nack. The exactly. Nasty Nack or it's like, oh, that's just about two, that's an hour and a half south of where uh, my yeah. cousin grew up over in. A, yeah. And so uh, the Europeans hate us for that. Yeah. They're like, why do you measure distance in time? Because also, what is a mile? Yeah. Yeah. Because the imperial <laughs> yeah. system is bullshit. That's yeah. why. Yeah. It takes me two cigarettes to get to your house. Um, yeah, so it's yeah somewhere obscurely in Texas, we go to this house where it's like there's been a murder. There has been a murder, like a, a multiple murder. Uh, these police are like walking around, checking out all yeah. the dead bodies. Like I, I love that we started with blood and mm-hmm. guts right at the top. So like we knew what we were gonna get exactly. And and there's the all these like lines details to you, too. Of yeah. the, the officer yes. telling the sheriff like. You're gonna want to see this. Yeah, <laughs> walks into the house. You That's know, not like, the. Hell yeah! I thought the classic line. Okay, it doesn't come till the very, very end. I actually, but it's in the trailer. It's one the one fucked up horror picture. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what do you think is on this camera? So I don't know. One, one goddamn fucked, fucked up, up horror, horror picture. picture. Yeah, yeah. it's okay, and it is. Yeah, it's a good. I don't know. I think this is a pretty tame horror picture by some standards. It's like mm. a clever opener because there's all these yeah. details too. Like there's like an axe embedded in the mm-hmm. front porch and. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a trail of blood, yeah, like so all these details. You're you get like, your bingo card set up yeah, like right at the beginning, exactly. and you're like, all right, let's find out how this So, like, happen. puzzle solvers can mm-hmm. kind of be like, oh, this is what's going to happen. And then... Yeah, I'm not always a huge fan of, like, starting movies, like, at, at the end. Like, you yeah. know, not starting in the, the stories at the beginning and you're stuff, like a, but, like... like a Morty? Yeah, right. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, start, this, let's start the story where it begins, please. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, love the, I love the framing device for this, because then we immediately, like, cut back to... Yeah, so I think they then just cut back to them at the, uh, the strip club, right? Um, mm-hmm. So we get the, um, the strip club, the strip club owner, um, Wayne... Uh, and uh, Mia Goth. It's uh, Mia Goth doing a massive line yeah. of coke. Oh yeah, I and forgot she's like doing telling coke. herself in the mirror like you're a you fucking, fucking sex. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mia Goth is yeah. So apparently- which is related. It actually is kind of related to like the theme of, of everything. Yeah. In the movie. Yeah. yeah. And I think we'll get into that more, especially like talking about what happens you know later on. I I just realized too that throughout the movie they never really like her drug habit isn't really ever addressed. It's not like a yeah. habit. No, it's, it's just a thing that she's doing throughout the film that nobody else really like talks about or anything i think she does it like when she's super stressed yeah it's clearly like a coping yeah. like i think that's the only other times device. that yeah. it really comes up is yeah when she's freaking the fuck out mm-hmm. yeah she just rips another line like yeah she does yeah yeah <laughs> she's, she's, and before her sex i scenes. saw that happen yeah. and i was like mm, is it the best time for yeah that? Or, I don't... it's always the best time yeah. <laughs> i was okay yeah. this is like really gross and crude but like anatomically i can't imagine doing a ripping a line of coke before having to do like a 30 minute sex scene yeah. would be like good for your body in ways that i like oh, it's not worry. Great for your body yeah i just i worry it, about given, her yeah. given times when i would do that yeah that's probably one of those times that's yeah. your optimal you're like right before i would shoot that scene yeah i'd definitely rip a line it's yeah. like it's like chugging a red bull before work you know that's yeah yeah actually <laughs> that's, that's that's what it is right mm-hmm. um yeah so they're like in the strip club and i think that's you know we get like yeah the setup of her character was essentially like um, especially I, what was great about watching some of the interviews of these of like you know the three leading uh, ladies in this film Jenna Ortega Mia Goth and Brittany Snow they kind of talk about how each of them has sort of a different goal in mind for their future Mia Goth's character um is the most aspirational. She's the one who who has the most portrayed sort of like forward mobility um and she ends up being the final girl of the movie so it kind of like there's a nice sort of like you know concentricness i guess to that or yeah. or you know fullness to her story she wants to be famous and yeah. she might be able to mm-hmm. she might already she be famous may yeah. survive yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um apparently too uh, so i guess the the making of this movie was like prime like largely dependent on like her 
picking up that role and really pushing to like have herself play um, the roles that she did in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Ty West talks about how, you know, in, in creating the script for this and then producing and then casting everybody, one of the main reasons that they started moving forward was because Mia Gothset came and said, hey, I think I can really kill this role. I want to be this character and I think I can do it right. Have you, uh, have either of y'all heard her voice outside, like in real life, like what she sounds like? I have not. It's crazy. So she's a British actor. She's from the UK. She sounds like a... She sounds like the the little girl from Mary Poppins, like the uh, wow. like yeah. Mm. She she has this tiny little British voice, and whatever. She, <laughs> Daddy, can we please go to the store? Like that's literally what her voice sounds like, and it's crazy because in this movie she plays like a Texan, I guess, and her she has a pretty deep register, and like her American accent is pretty. All yeah, the accents I, in this movie are awesome. I never would have known. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so like they all group up. Uh, we're getting sort of like this is where we get our 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 classic Texas Chainsaw Massacre sort of like set up the Scooby-Doo gang all hops in the bus. Uh, the van called the plowing service. Yeah. The plowing wow. services. services. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, it's a strip club owner. So with Mia Goth, who is a, a I guess a, a dancer at the club that he works at. And then they also have Brittany snow, who is also presumably a dancer. They've cast uh, kid Cuddy's character, um, Jackson, uh, who is, I guess, so he's an ex-Marine and turned porn star. And then they have... He's the stud. Yeah, he's the stud of the film. And then they have um, uh, Jenna Ortega and her boyfriend, who's the name of the actor, I forget. Um, As the film student. Yeah, he's like the film student who's who's been brought along to film the whole the whole the adult film porno thing. And then, yeah, Jenna Ortega is like his girlfriend who's like going to do sound for it. It's Owen Campbell. Owen Campbell plays RJ. Owen Campbell. Okay, yeah. I forget. He was one of the few character uh, actors that I didn't look up to see what else he had been in before this. Um, yeah, he's uh, so everybody's hopping. The big Scooby-Doo gang is hopping in the bus um, and we're driving off somewhere into East or West Texas vaguely, you know, from from Houston. We don't know where. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's a huge fucking state. It could be anywhere. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, Texas. And there's plenty, plenty of tiny little scary towns. Like exactly. That yeah, the place, there's so. fucking all over the place. Which I want to acknowledge, too. They always joke about, they always talk about how the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based on a true story. They're like, technically it happened yeah. in real life. I think but the details are way tamer than the movie. It's funny because, yeah, so this, that actually will be uh, kind of a theme of a series that we're going to have coming up soon when we get to slashers and stuff. And I love that we kind of like hit this as sort of a little appetizer because as a teaser, when we start talking about those movies, because we're going to get into like all the movies that were inspired by yeah. uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then the things that inspired that movie. Because um, what we're talking about with Texas Chainsaw Massacre is Ed Gein, actually, which ironically is from fucking Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. This happened all out in Wisconsin. And so we have fucking sort of like, yeah, we've got the perfect, uh, we got the drives perfect your brain group crazy. Of people here. Yeah. Want to make a horror Stop movie where like, it, man, I didn't eat yet. Radioactive <laughs> cheese curds. Like you eat one and you become. A, an axe murderer or something. There was a group text that we had over the weekend uh, yeah, between me, at- yeah, me, Tyler, and both of our girlfriends, my girlfriend and his fiance, who like were in this group text because they live like right around the corner from us. And I guess Tyler's fiance had just gotten her shipment of cheese curds and was like, "Hey, you guys want some cheese?" And it only almost started a domestic fucking battle in, yeah, in their I was, household. I was, shit, I don't remember where I was. I you wasn't were at work I already. wasn't at home. I was at work. Yeah. And then I saw that text, and I was like, "You can't just be out here." <laughs> Like sacrificing up our fucking curds that got shipped here <laughs> across the country. Putting the curds. I don't actually, even have one curd. Yeah, yet. they are delicious. <laughs> I've had yeah. I've had actual Wisconsin cheese curds in Wisconsin, and I like by far super nothing nice com- people, super great compares. place. Yeah, I I have made up my mind about how I feel. About I Wisconsin didn't, people. Yeah, I didn't understand it. Like people will be like, "Oh, they're you know they're good when they squeak." Yeah, and I was what like, "What is. the fuck are you talking about?" And, and I tried it. And they're right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but they squeak. Mm-hmm. 
good shit. It's real. Yeah. Um, I might fry some up when I get home. Actually. No. Ooh, daddy. All right. I know where I'm going after this. Uh, yeah. So we're 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 in the Texas countryside. Um, yeah. The the no the homage. In sight. Yeah. No cheese curds in sight. Not one cheese curd to be seen. Um, Not yet. Yeah. So we get this perfect setup. Looks exactly like the beginning of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I'm already like I'm all I'm all in. I'm for it. Um, I guess after that, so then they go to like the gas station, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we have our, uh, obviously our harbinger scene, like they go to the gas station and they're picking up supplies for their trip, um, floating up on, you know, um, wonder bread and, uh, oh, this is where we get that classic Lone Star, um, Oh yeah, yeah. we were talking about Lone Star and Shiner. Shiner yeah, he buys those Lone Star and Shiner cans that are—they look like the Campbell's Which he buys, like, soup cans. Two six packs for that's not a group enough. of that's not five enough beer. Six. That's that's like, enough that's beer for beer one each. person for a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's we're just alcoholics, not but enough beer for a porn set. No, absolutely yeah, not. No, you need way more beer than that. But they like <laughs> set up the conflict, like everybody's little conflicts and relationships mm-hmm. in that scene. Right? I think this is where like, we get the scene. Uh, so they're kind of like, I guess the uh, film student. Is they start RJ. filming. Yeah, yeah, they start filming the establishing shots. I guess you know yeah. all the the prologue of the of the porno. Yeah, and uh, where we get Britney Snow's fun uh, directing lines, where she walks out. And uh, RJ, the filmer, the director, or the you know the the uh, camera operator and stuff, he's like filming Kid Cudi's character, uh, filling up the gas tank of the of the bus or the van. Um, and Brittany Snow's character comes out. She says, "You know, if you film from down there, it'll look like he's filling it up with his cock." <laughs> and he like she's like, ah, "That's a good point." And he does it. He films from like downward, yeah. like uh, under mm-hmm. him or something. Um, but you see his character in this whole movie, dude, like yeah. I fucking, she's like, she's sold like all of them sell this so much because they play such different characters. Yeah. Um, she's playing this character where she talks about in interviews, how she's like, she listened to and watched a bunch of like Dolly Parton interviews yeah. to kind of get this. Like, she's like playing a caricature of like a Texas sex worker is like, mm-hmm. she's like, it's such a cool fucking role. Yeah. And like, she, she owned it. Like. I don't know. It's yeah. She she definitely like made like her the balance of her and then like the other characters in this movie. Well, I don't know. I I was already like I was for it like way at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially her juxtaposition that early on with mm-hmm. uh, Jenna Ortega's character. Right. Yeah. How you get that? There's several lines like, "What are you a prude? Mm-hmm. Tell you weren't a prude." Um, but you can tell that Jenna Ortega is just completely enamored by her because she can't look away. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. She's like fascinated by it. Mm. Um, and there's that thing too where it's like, yeah, I guess this is where we get that conversation where like Jenna Ortega's like like Britney Snow's character is asking her and it's like, Oh, are you his you know, do you sound do sound for his movies all the time? And she's like, Sometimes and she's like, Is that your boyfriend? And talking about Kid Cuddy's character, she's like, Sometimes mm-hmm. you know, and it kind of sets up this like, yeah, the dynamic between them and about her and her the dynamic between her, Jenna Ortega's character being they call her uh Church, Church Mouse. Mouse throughout yeah. the movie, yeah. Being the quiet, reserved one. She like doesn't say a word for yeah. the first 10 or like five at least minutes? 10 yeah. minutes she's yeah. in until yeah, the conversation in the car but mm-hmm. there's so much that happens in between yeah um so they do the gas station scene and then we get to, then we go drive out to the actual uh, country house like farmhouse thing so it looks like what do you think of the set like i was trying to make up my mind about where i thought this was because of the alligator later on and like the other shit yeah. i assumed mm-hmm. it's somewhere on the eastern like you know like louisiana border right yeah. like somewhere towards yeah, like Shreveport down, down or towards like the Delta kind of. yeah well, you have to think like too that. if they're coming up either galveston or houston mm-hmm. it's easier for them to go up that that yeah. way mm-hmm. they would be closer to well they wouldn't be at shreveport that's a little far north for that's them true, I guess. but they'd be like are they yeah i don't know that i don't know this is that i don't know this is that texas geography bullshit that i was talking about yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so they get to this house, and it's because so what I, the reason I ask is because you know we're out here in the middle, presumably the middle of nowhere, but they have like a lot of they have a giant like lake next to the pond. It's it's too big to be a pond, I think. Yeah. Um, it's next to this like old broken down house that looks exactly like the house from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, two stories. Mm-hmm. It's got like a wraparound porch. That staircase is like right in front of the door. That yeah. was the big thing that reminded. Me. I was, it's got that 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 swinging door with like the wire mesh, you know, yeah. window or uh, yeah hole in it, and then the staircase is like right behind it. And I was like, this is the set of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Um, that also has so the house has this like other property out, off next to it, which is like I guess so it's it's a cabin essentially. Um, yeah, and it's like it's what what's what's happened is wayne the the strip club owner has set up like an airbnb deal he's like hey we're gonna go and lodge in your house for a couple days so they show up to the house right um he gets out and he's like i'm gonna go sort things out with with the old man and he like goes in and starts talking to him this is where the guy like pulls a gun on him right like yeah like immediately yeah are you from the state very first he's from the county Mm -hmm. yeah and he like points the gun at him and so like and then because wayne has gone up and like i guess he like goes in and like almost goes in the house right and then like the old man this crotchety old dude um i forget the name of of this actor as well but he's one of the only one like older like actual older actors in the film um yeah he pulls a shotgun on him and like you Mm -hmm. know pushes him outside and stuff um i love the tension yeah this is a great like this is sort of the first like actual like scary moment i guess because it's like He's being held at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. And I love the character of Wayne because he's... I, I described him to Kyra as like, this is not Matthew McConaughey. Like, I was like, yeah, it's, it's quote-unquote not Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's like, Matthew, it, it's it like Matthew like, Light yeah. trying to get into the porn Diet world. Matthew, yeah. yeah. The, he, the old man's actor, the actor who played Howard is Stephen Ure, U-R-E. That's okay, yeah. I, I, I kept forgetting his name. Howard, like a, yeah. It's such a fun... His IMDb has got like... He's played a lot of creatures. Interesting. He's played a lot of creatures. He's got a creature vibe. because So he, he knows his prosthetics. Yeah, because even in this, he's done up in like... It looks like heavy prosthetics, I mean, right? he just looks old. He looks old as fuck. Um, yeah, yeah. He does. Um, but yeah, he, he gets held up at gunpoint, but then they resolve it. Like, he's like, you know... Oh, the Wayne character talks him down. He's like, you know, hold on there, brother. You know, we'll, we're here. We agreed on this. Remember? Yeah. Remember old timer? Exactly. And it's, uh, I guess when he made the deal, like they didn't make the deal for multiple people to come stay at the, at the lodging. He's like, well, what about if I give you an extra, you know, a couple hundred bucks or whatever. And mm-hmm. so it like sorts it out. He got this like sweet deal. Um, and then they go like load in and like do their shit. And then they like, um, immediately we kind of get like the first sex I get scene, to right? work, man. Yeah. Mm. Time's a waste. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we get like, they, they, they say something like the light, the golden hours running. There you yeah. Go. Yeah. Just yeah. Fucking go right yeah. Now. And then throughout the beginning of the movie too, uh, there was one line from Brittany Snow's character where she's like, I'm horny. And then Kid Cudi's character is like, you're always horny. Like as yeah. soon as they're pulling in or something. So they immediately get to work, like filming the first sex scene. Um, I guess before that, like, that's also when we get that setup of the, the Howard character being like, my wife isn't well, she's staying here in the house. So, you know, please be discreet. Yeah, the old man. He's yeah. like, you stay where you like, stay in the house, stay yeah. in your little cabin. Don't yeah. come in my house. Whatever what do you, you do, don't come in and talk to her. She's right. not well. What do you say about like them getting that? Oh, this is un- unimportant, but them getting that civil, that property, like during the civil war or something. It was like some shit like that. Um, he's like somebody. Somebody built that. They bought that. that. Yeah, it was a throwaway line. I don't think it really mattered. No, just, yeah, they like yeah. ask him uh, where, uh, like, how he got the property or yeah. something. Um, when when um, Wayne is talking to Howard, mm-hmm. and I think it was like Howard is like, uh, my family got it during the Civil War. Yeah. We've had this in our family for like generations. Mm-hmm. Which I, you know, it's just like I see it as just like really good background 
about it. It's like a good line to the add. The story of this, yeah, the, the 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 setup of this world, this little micro. Right, like, like it shows like he's go- he, like he thinks it's his family's land, so mm-hmm. he was going to defend it if he needed to. Yeah, there's definitely some like pretext for like which side of the civil war did you get it from? We know, we know which side. Yeah, we know. He has a very contentious <laughs> relationship with Kid Cudi, who's the yeah. only his, black his character in the whole Jackson. movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. But there's like a, a very slight amount of mutual respect because right. he served. Yeah, he's a veteran because he brings that up as soon mm. as he actually brings them in the house. Right. He yeah. like looks at them all. And he's like, "Any y'all serve?" And then that's when we get the yeah Jackson. He yeah. goes off and starts talking the about one who he probably didn't want to speak up exactly about well and you can tell jackson that, said it on purpose because he knew that's how he, he was going to react was gonna, yeah. yeah yeah it's a microaggression but it also i guess we should he also tried like, to microaggress him back yeah <laughs> was like guess what's gonna fuck this guy's day yeah, up i'm gonna passive yeah, right. address him yeah for that yeah. Micro- yeah, yeah yeah which fair yeah I guess we should also address, because, um, yeah, this movie's set in 1979, and, man, it is so 1979. Mm-hmm. And I fucking, yeah. man, that, like, everything about it, I I just love, like, the aesthetic that they bring into it and, like, lean into all of the 70s horror aesthetic, like, from the bus to the outfits. Um, and then we get, like, also the plot points where it's like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to address these, like, you know, obviously one of the main conflicts is going to be race, where it's like, yeah, Kid Cudi's character reacting to and having to, like, be in this world of, like, he has to be on and aware of his surroundings automatically mm-hmm. because he's like, yeah, I'm in fucking Texas and it's, this is the seventies. And like, it's, this is not a great situation no matter like what's going on. Um, especially when they're fil- like doing an adult like film or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which like you, I, I mean, I respect Kid Cudi's character, but you have to think like in a, in another world, he would have been like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not driving out and I'm not doing this nowhere. in the middle of nowhere, Texas yeah. as a, as, as, as who I am yeah. in this state. Like, <laughs> I, there is way more likelihood of me getting killed than anything else happening. Right. I'm willing to accept the suspension of disbelief, like for yeah. that part. Um, but yeah, so like, then I'm they sure get, like, the money was good. Yeah, or right? something. Yeah, they had to be paid. He's, he wanted to be famous. I think that was the other thing. Is like everybody wants to be famous. Well, that's like, what. They, that's yeah. one of the reasons they're going to do it. He's uh-huh. like the the home video market is opening up. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, people don't have to be. Yeah, so something about like you don't have to be a pervert and go to a sex. Exactly. Shop to yeah, watch this yeah. Show. You don't have to go to theaters to watch pornos anymore. You can mm-hmm. bring it to your house. Yeah. And Wayne is who's like funding this whole thing. He's the producer mm-hmm. on this porno. Is yeah. like we're gonna make our own and we can sell it to thousands of households, millions, and then make all our money and yeah. get into this industry um, and yeah. make like stars out of everyone. That's like he's he's a smooth talking con man. So you, he's he's like at any given moment he's finessing. Everybody. everybody he does yeah. but like i, I love his character man no i loved it i loved every moment of his character especially like when he gets murdered later like i think his death was like yeah it was exactly how you would expect somebody like that to get murdered mm-hmm. and um he's just so cocksure yeah and that is <laughs> he doesn't like, he like never but, misses a beat but no. that's what leads him yeah yeah to, to his demise ultimately happen. but yeah. he does provide a lot of levity throughout the film too like he kind of yeah. like twists really tense scenes he and tries to diffuse attention and this is also just funny. generally a funny movie yeah like it's a funny yeah. like somewhat scary like gory it's, it's just great yeah i think mm-hmm. that is one of the things the the uh, the idea of like the 70s like film aesthetic too is like i remember showing um we were, i was watching uh uh last house on the left the other day um that's Wes craven's first film and it's it's surprising how much of that movie is played for laughs, um, given that there is a lot of content in there that is you know incredibly disturbing and like you you would have to be very trepidatious of to even think about including in a film in like modern times. I think that's something that this that Ty West is really capturing here in, in this in in X is the idea of 
of having a movie that like you know we're, we're gonna play some of these scenes for laughs and we're gonna uh, you know like lift a little bit of this horror with a bunch of levity and yeah wayne definitely provides that for this film and it's yeah. like his entire character like works for that and i yeah. love it um yeah so we get this like you know they, they do that sex scene right um the uh there was another article i think i can't remember if it was um collider or somebody talking about uh uh, the intimacy coordinator that they had on staff for this, for this which I think, you know, something we addressed them. before. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. They talked about that. Cause obviously for a film like this, where the entire premise is, you know, adult film. And I, I have to say this, everybody gets naked in this movie. Oh, yeah. Not see, a single person nope. stays clothed. No, especially the old people. Like, yeah. Everybody fucks in this movie. Yep, everybody too. fucks. Everybody fucks. Except RJ. Oh yeah. RIP. Well, he, he had his chance. Uh, <laughs> He did. He did. He did. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, is it during the first sex scene? Uh, so Brittany Snow and Kikuti have their sex scene. It's like the first like featured one of the adult film they're making. Um, is that when Mia Goth goes off to the lake? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This was man. I loved this fucking scene. Like because mm-hmm. this is where the editing of this film I think really shines as well. So there's this sex scene going on. RJ is trying to make you know his artful smut as he puts it. Uh, yeah. This is also where we where we see that, like, Jenna Ortega, so she's doing sound, right? She's the mousy girl. She's, um, like, holding the boom pole. Which but she's you entranced. Have to be like, yeah, you have to be, like, two feet away from them. So yeah. she's two feet away from two people just yeah. raw dogs. going at like, it. Getting distracted, and mm-hmm. the boom's kind of, like, drifting off. Yeah. And she yeah. herself. And I think also in that opening sequence is that where we get the first shot of the old grandma in the window. Doesn't she come up and she like peeks at them where she's like, no, what? it's, it's is Mia that later Goth on? Does her scene. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she has to meet the old woman, which right. triggers everything. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. So this is the scene where Mia Goth goes to the lake and goes for a swim while right. they're, they're doing their shit. And this dude, that, yeah, the, the setup of this fucking alligator, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's smart too. Like the the god's eye view, like looking straight down. Yeah, that shot was when she was beautiful, yeah. Yeah. man. Me for sure. Yeah. So to put it uh, to explain, what happens is Via Goth's character, she goes off um, to kind of wander the property while uh, the sex scene is being filmed. Um, she's got just overalls on, um, which is adorable. I think it, it works. And she goes off to like there's this dock that goes out over um, the water that's on the property. It's like a pond or a lake or something, uh, and decides to go for a swim so she like strips down goes for a swim and is like floating in this like lake pond it, this is intercut this is like why i say the editing is really amazing right here because this is where they decide to cut it back and forth between like the sex scene and mia goth like you know placidly floating on like the smooth surface of this water and then we cut to another shot of like the an alligator just poking its head out like in the reeds like on the edge of the what the bank of the, the water they cut back and forth between Mia Goth, like you said, that overhead shot where it's mm-hmm. like super duper, like a lot of negative space. Mia Goth is a tiny little figure floating in this lake. And then you start seeing the alligator like swimming up to her as she decides that she's going to start swimming back to the dock. And it's mm-hmm. like right behind the her the entire time. Super hard. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. I fucking, and you know, at I, this same time, is this where the, the old woman, the wife mm-hmm. is, approaching the lake at the same time right she's like in the background yeah. like, like in the trail to the lake. Yeah. yeah this is the first mm-hmm. well first technically second time we see her be, yeah with that voyeurism mm-hmm. specifically pointed at me ago exactly when yeah. they first get out of the car she like catches her in the window right. and it's just like a really brief yeah. snapshot but this you start to see this obsession forming yeah here. Um, which they're setting that builds, up yeah, yeah the, the between the two of them like mm-hmm. that that not only the obsession but the duality um 
so yeah but she makes it back to the dock she doesn't get eaten by the crocodile but that's foreshadowing for what will happen later to uh, a different character so that that sex scene, I think this is where I, I forget what happens next in the plot of this movie. It's still like she then she puts her clothes back on and uh-huh. goes up to the cab to the house. Right. This is where she actually meets the old lady. Yeah. Okay. So then she goes and like mm-hmm. she kind of like knocks on the door mm-hmm. to see if anyone's home and then just walks inside. Yeah. And then the old woman's kind of like standing she there. She like teleports in there out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's yeah. Like, and doing kind of like a creepy like she like. She really loves, obviously, it's very clear to us that she, like, idolizes Mia Goth for her youth, her uh-huh. body, like, her beauty, and is, like, so obsessed with her that she's, like, caressing her shoulders or, yeah. like, ripping her, or, like, some, touching her where she doesn't need there's to. There's some unwanted touching going on. Here. Yeah, non-consensual. Yeah. Non-consensual touching, yeah. I would say. Uh, how long did it take you guys to realize that Mia Goth was playing both of those characters? Just now. Wait, Just, did, did you, you guys know that? that? I, I was Wait, today what? years old. <laughs> <laughs> so Mia Goth plays the old lady and... No! Yeah. That's Mia Goth and heavy prosthetic makeup. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Does that, How com- long were you waiting to drop that? You've been so, sitting on that for a couple Just days, now, because you? I was wondering, like, yeah, because I, oh, yeah, I, I had no idea. I, I realized at the beginning of our conversation that it seemed like you guys didn't no, know yeah. that that's what was going on. It's the because... first thing it says on IMDb is she plays Maxine and Pearl. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of glad I didn't look into it too yeah. much. Then. So, yeah. like I said earlier, um, that was fun. Thanks this, for blowing my mind. Yeah. So, this is kind of one of the reasons I think, like I said, uh, when Ty West was talking about how they had the idea or like what, you know, spurred them to like make this movie. Um, Mia Goth played a huge role in that where he wrote the script and it was the prospect of playing two different characters um, at like wildly different stages in their lives. Uh, and so she was like, fuck yeah, I can do that. I can kill it. I want to be both of those characters and I want to, you know, be in this movie. Um, so yeah, Mia Goth plays both uh, young Maxine and then also Pearl, who is the, the, the old lady. Um, in heavy prosthetic makeup, which adds an extra layer to like the duality of their re- relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because essentially what happens in that scene, the one we were just talking about, is their first interaction where we see like Maxine is walking through the house and seeing these like old photos of mm-hmm. Pearl, the old lady, when she was a young, hot. Like she has the same, I think this is something we didn't talk about yet, but like the freckles. Uh, Mia Goth's character um, iconically has these sort of like this like stippling like freckled you know pattern over one of her eyes that is like very it's very unique uh it could be seen you know it's like a birthmark you know essentially but you can tell that it's something about her character that she's like self-conscious of but has is sort of owning is is learning to to become uh to take ownership of and like incorporate as part of her you know her idea of herself and what why she thinks she deserves to be famous and so what's so interesting about that is what we're setting up in Pearl, the old lady, is sort of the tail end of that. A life of expecting to be famous, mm-hmm. never fully reaching that and feeling like, you know, you're at this. Now you're looking back. Like a wasted youth. Mm-hmm, and now you have this physical example of it. Mia Goth standing in front of you, perfectly encapsulating what your idea of yourself was and what mm-hmm. you wish you could go back to and be again because um, doesn't pearl say she was a dancer mm-hmm. she, she's mm-hmm. like i was a dancer yeah i uh, was gonna go big um and then i think howard was served in world war ii yeah mm-hmm. i think yeah because the photos know. of them are like black and white from the this is when i went to the bathroom and i think i missed something very important right there like in the exposition because uh, yeah. i remember like coming back and i was like fuck they said something that probably factors into the plot later Show peed before i you know started. i did i just drank too many I, beers i want to say he said like he 
came back from the war and basically like moved them out to this farm. Yeah, and right. And that was okay. where all her dreams died. Got yeah. it. Um, Which makes sense. I yeah, I think that was the, the general gist of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, something like he's like super disillusioned after the war ends mm-hmm. and is just like, we got to go back to my family's to land. This old, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they have that weird interaction, and it's like clear, like so. Yeah, the the old old Mia Goth uh, Pearl is like rubbing her shoulder, and you can tell she's like, like it's like almost like she wants to eat her. Like mm-hmm. either she either wants to like have it sex with her or eat her. In yeah, the basket. yeah, exactly. Um, so Mia Goth's character gets like reasonably f- freaked out about this. She was being as polite as she could at, yeah. initially, mm-hmm. um, but then they like. Uh, oh yeah, I guess like Pearl tries to make her lemonade or something, which like well, it, it's fun. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. She like gets it served a glass of lemonade. Yeah. she's like, "Would you like some lemonade?" Mm. They sit and she yeah. chats with the old woman. So they're like, "Oh, that's nice." And then she realizes, "I want to get the fuck out of here." Yeah, it gets yeah. real creepy. And she just slams the whole glass of lemonade all at once. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, <laughs> like you do. Okay, yeah, uh, I should get back. Yeah, <laughs> but but before she can leave the house, Wayne pulls up in his car. Exactly, and the wife, the back and Pearl is like. Don't let him see you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're like, oh shit, this guy could. She does the, she does the kill lips her. to the finger thing. She's yeah, like, Shh, this is our little secret. Yeah, she's like, I won't tell anyone. Yeah, and and so then, um, Mia Goth, her character dips out. Yeah, she's young like, Mia Goth, Mia and it's kind of funny because like <laughs> she goes around the side, and the farmer like gets out of his car. She's like Scooby Dooing, looking, and uh-huh. then he like walks mm-hmm. away, and then she goes. Yeah, so it's like one of those like funny little like timed like he goes and then she goes and they just barely miss each other. Yeah. It's good tension. That's building. another thing about the cinematography of this film are these like long shots of yeah. like and the way like this house is surrounded by this really tall grass. And it's like it's really fun the way like the characters kind of like disappear in it. Mm-hmm. Like they'll go into it and like it's yeah. yeah There's it's, a lot of obscured angles yeah. that like disguise a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um so she goes back to the house. Like, don't they is that where she does her sex scene after that? Or is it like yeah? Because so then like so Wayne goes inside the house. This is the lemonade bit, and like looks and is like, "What happened?" And the wife is like, "Nothing, nothing mm-hmm. at all." And Wayne then, is the strip club owner. Who's what's the name? Oh, of the sorry, old Howard. Dad? Howard. Howard. Yeah, Howard, the old man. I'm yeah, just gonna yeah, call yeah, him yeah. the old man. He sees two glasses. He sees two yeah. glasses. Yeah. And then he like talks to per- he had talked to Pearl, the old lady, and he's like, "Hey, we talked about this." Oh you, yeah, but yeah. The, yeah, but isn't that when she's also like, "Maybe we should like we should do stuff," and then he's like, "But my heart." Yeah, I know. Yeah. Which is that poor guy. Okay, this is my most important, my most important like personal note of the movie yeah. is um, there's so much like like empathy for the these two these yeah. this old couple. They, it you, comes in later. You, you feel it. There's it's, like a sadness about it. So yeah. it's a lot less of like they're monsters and a lot more of like this is like humanity twisted or like this yeah, is just tragic. That's why I brought up like right at the beginning that yeah. the theme of of uh, dysmorphia, like you're not being what you once were and impotence like in his yeah. in his um case like that's yeah like that she... will get to you any human like you yeah. throw that down they, and they yes. build a pathos through that through yeah. like like you said like they build empathy through the characters <laughs> i will say as far as like my expectations for this as a horror movie and kind of what you know the way this was marketed and you can tell like going into this we knew that the old people were going to be like the killers yeah. right mm-hmm. it's Even, very clear it's yeah and so going into this i was like well what's wrong with them like are they just psychos or are they like are the, is there some like supernatural element are they right monsters? or like do they like lure people in every time yeah and kill them kind I, of thing which i thought it was gonna be right like, yeah i can't i haven't i guess i don't know if i made up my mind enough yet about whether I, i'm not disappointed by like what they ended up choosing i, I just thought it was fascinating that they chose choose this as like sort of the motivation like what triggers turning the pearl the old lady and yeah. howard into you know murderers and stuff is the idea of like 
yeah, their their repressed like sexuality and like also their craving for youth and like you know for what they used to be. And it's it's interesting. I I think in that it's you know it, it's not as as strong to me as like a motivation as I would have expected. But like I guess it's no weaker than just like these people are evil, right? Right. Mm. Um, I you know I think per, for me personally I thought I thought um I thought it was a good choice because mm-hmm. I liked the to delve into the humanity of something instead of just making it an easy like this is a monster is way more difficult to do right um and, and if you've ever tried to write a horror movie or yeah, like to work on anything it's like so easy to be like oh, they kill people because they're because yeah, they're bad crazy but yeah. to even like give them an iota of mm-hmm. and the, the movie goes like so many steps further. Um, but like their sexuality influences their per- their personality, and like mm-hmm. he rejects her because he's he he's, he's worried conflicted. about his health, yeah. And she takes as a slight on her beauty, which is like you know it's this long running like every little bit technically adds up, yeah. To the to her kind of like snapping, and the way it's parallel, he's just like I gotta. She's yeah. my wife. I do what yeah. she does. Paralleled, but also juxtaposed with yeah. the young Mia Goth coming into her own mm-hmm. sexuality as well, and Jenna and then Jordan Ortega taking ownership of her, like and being like, yeah, this. exactly, because yeah. um, um, that's what we get next, right? We get. Uh, I think is this where we get Mia Goth's sex scene, or is there like is this Mia where Goth. the night passes? Okay, yeah, because so, so they go film Mia Goth, which she, right. she gives freshens up. Because she was in alligator <laughs> swamp. A, a yeah, snort. you want to take so a shower after she, that. So she, I was, she was doing it before she went and did that. I think Wayne mentioned something about yeah. like they were going to do her scene, uh-huh. and then she and then jumped she in leaves. the swamp, and yeah. I was like, okay, bull, move. all right. <laughs> also, but it's the seventies. Like you, I, this yeah, is the thing yeah, about like whenever fair. I watch like anything that's like a period film, like that, it's not like modern times in the era of deodorant. I'm always like, everything. Everything smelled terrible yeah, that's especially on the set of an adult film like you know it smells absolutely <laughs> terrible a reason in there. they call it a clam bake oh god <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> uh waiter uh yeah can i, can I get my check check please <laughs> <laughs> um, um no it's uh she so like there's something cool too like it, none of the scenes are wasted and so mm-hmm. like jenna snow's character um when she has her jenna sec- Ortega? Or, no um Britney Snow. Britney Snow. Good yeah. lord, I'm bad with names. <laughs> um, she's kind of she does a scene and she does it like a porn star. Like uh-huh. she's like screaming from the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we do Mia Goth, young Mia Goth scene, mm-hmm. and she's like she's an actress. Like right. she's put a performance mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. It's kind of said- weird for me to be like, okay, well that porn scene was actually like on the on the yeah. Emmy scale it would uh-huh. rate. But they 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 made they put effort actually. So but it's something we skipped over her was being like she's not just a like a porn star. Right. She's a she's, performer. Yeah. She can get and into she kinda a role. like she doesn't know how she does it, but she reads a scene mm-hmm. and plays it and actually yeah, like and like implies the romance and everything. Yeah. And it feels very heartfelt. We're like super talking about this sec- like there's a it's funny too, because seventies movies, these might have been non contextual scenes. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we just cut to they're just fucking Boobs. because that's what they do. Yeah, because that's how you got people in theaters. Not, yeah. Halfway. That's not the pizza man. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this is like we're mm-hmm. we're specifically here to shoot sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to, for them to show us sex isn't about like the technically the titillating about, nature of it's it. about showing yeah. the showing of the objectification yeah. and that's i think that's one ways. thing like a lot of the it's um, a good hurdle jump yeah the commentary on on this film like from a lot of a lot of articles and stuff has been talking about in like the interviews like it it addresses the nature of like exploitative film in that era especially like you know in the 70s when like when porn was porn and like you had movies that would like include things like this to make it titillating and attract audiences and stuff um, but it was still low budget horror. Like we're addressing that and like the exploitative nature of how many of those films treated, you know, those, those actors and the characters. And 
this like this addresses that but isn't exploitative it's it's like yeah. it's it's inserted and it's in, it, important when it is in in the movie yeah but then other than that it's you know and it's not wasted no. like it, none of those moments for anyone who watches it it like yeah it's a sex scene cool mm-hmm. but it's not a wasted moment yeah. there's drama to mm-hmm. it and there's the added suspense like like we said she mm-hmm. turns around and like there's Pearl. That's where we get it. In yeah. the background, Looking, like they make eye contact. The yeah, which like that is that's, that's like a boner super killer. awkward. Yeah. It was not for her though. No, no. she just stared her right. She's down a professional. Yeah. Just kept going. She does her job. Yeah, that was that was the the first like I think that was well no the alligator scene I think was the first time we I got scared. The uh, the <laughs> the uh, did you hold was, Tyler's hand? I, I tried. Hands? Yeah, fucking let me. Um, the uh, I, had, I had popcorn to eat, man. I know. You had mozzarella sticks. I did. They were so good. <laughs> um, always go to Alamo Draft House if you can if you can help it. Uh, yeah, great mozzarella sticks. I've never had a bad experience at Alamo Draft House, and Me I'll either. keep going back there all the time. Um, we did skip over that one scene. I guess there's that one scene where they're getting kind of meta about the uh, the nature of the sex scenes. It's Brittany Snow and Kid Cudi and Jenna Ortega and them. They're, it's like post them working on the sex scene. Okay. And they're talking about it. That's where the kind of like it's the whole the whole premise of that scene is them pulling back the curtain on being like, you know, she was like Britney Snow oh, kind yeah, of elaborates. He's like standing there naked. Yeah, he's, he's all like, proud of himself. I did so good. Yeah. She's like, like you didn't I do anything. Like I did. No, so I, I did all the work. I can feign intimacy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, not that well. And then she starts moaning like Yeah. She does exactly a when Harry like met Sally. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'll have what she's having. Yeah. But that's when we get uh that's kind of I think the beginning um the only reason I bring that up is cuz I think that's when sort of jenna ortega's character's curiosity is like first peaked yeah. i think she's starting to understand this world a little bit more and understands that these people like britney snow and you know mia ortega or uh, mia goth are not like they're not victims in this situation they're they're owning their sexuality mm-hmm. and like taking advantage of it to to be these stars as that's like a it. cornerstone mm-hmm. yeah, of, yeah leading, of britney snow's character mm-hmm. is like, leading up to that you you definitely get the the sense that Jenna Ortega, because she doesn't understand the relationship between like Wayne and Mia, young Mia, Maxine, Wayne and Maxine, Mm -hmm. or um, Jackson, Jackson, and I don't, uh, Bobby, uh, Bobby Lynn, Bobby Lynn, Bobby Lynn. Uh, She doesn't understand, like when that when she says in the car, "Oh, he's my boyfriend." Sometimes, yeah. I don't. She's not putting it all together. Yeah, and I think she thinks that the women are on the tail end of that exactly. Deal. But here is where she realizes, oh, no, the woman is actually holding plenty of power. Here. Yeah, and I think she starts to get that little worm in her head, like that could be me. Which segues, I think, because I think the next scene is the nighttime scene, right? When yeah. they're all hanging out, they're talking. Over There's their, so many things to talk over about. This scene, not enough beers. Yeah, I cannot. Yeah, because <laughs> they they drink. They're that night. They're drinking all the beers they had. Yeah. Because each of them can have one. Well, they're not going to get another maybe. chance to no. drink those beers. Maybe they were only planning on being there Damn, for a night. Their last beer was either a, a Shiner or a Lone Star. That's fine. Yeah, an old pop top. My last yeah. beer is probably going to be a Lone Star. <laughs> like, yeah, it's. I think sti- probability just, wise, statistically, <laughs> yeah, there's you, a good chance that's going to happen. Of yeah. the percentage of beers that I drink during the week, how many of them are Lone Star? Yeah, mm. statistically, my last beer will probably be a Lone Star. Yeah. 
if you would have asked me a few years ago, I would have said hams. But mm-hmm. now they don't. I can't fucking find it anywhere no. in here. But. That's okay, though. I think I'm okay with that. I was like a revolver. I'm, I'm the revolver <laughs> blood and honey guy. I've been Are like you a really? diehard. Huh. I, I also have like not. We're not been, sponsored by I've been any laying of these off the, I've been laying off the beer drinking for a while. Like I like one a week or something. I'm not like Lone crazy. Star, please it. sponsor me. But I do go like <laughs> if, I, if I have my choice, it would be a, a local buzz or a blood and honey. So I, I think I'm like a, I have a okay. sweet tooth. I have yeah. a guilty sweet tooth. No, those are. It always informs how I buy things. Yeah. I buy the sugary thing first. Yeah. Yeah. I still crush plenty of local buzz. Oh yeah! Absolutely. Oh, gun to my head! It would like if you walk into a bar, I don't know what to order. Like local buzz or blood and honey. This yeah. episode is good. <laughs> sponsored by Armadillo my, Airworks. Four Corners Brewing. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have to pay me. Just no. send me like shipments, us uh, shipments of yeah. beer. Armadillo local buzz. Uh, right? Wait. No, it's uh. Is that Four Corners? Four Corners. Four what corners. am I thinking yeah. of? It's Four Corners. Oh, we're yeah. drinking Gritos. Local buzz is Four Corners. Oh, okay. But it's the same. Yeah, same branding. Um, what if is you're gonna, if you're gonna sponsor us, blogger. we need more than one six pack. We need more than twelve. <laughs> yeah, even twelve is not enough. More than twelve six packs or 12 <laughs> more than twelve beers. beers. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, that's not gonna last me. Seventy? No. Yeah, seventy-two beers. Yeah, Get out I of learned here. that over uh, like the freeze last year. I went to the store. Like I made my way when it like after it hit snowed, and I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I gotta stock up because it's gonna be a long weekend. And I got like one twelve pack, and I was like. I came back yeah, home like and I was four like four hours later. Like, <laughs> it's like because you have nothing else to do. You put your coat back on. Yeah. Like all right, backed out to time to walk the to the store and well, get like some beer. It's like the shitty math of like uh, the only beers you can buy in thirty packs are like really bad ones. They're yeah. very very light beers. So you're that's like, that high school math where you're like, what is the most alcohol per dollar that I yeah. can get? And it's natty light. So like grown adults, <laughs> if you're really trying to drink, just buy like five six packs. Yeah, call it a day. Mm-hmm. Or buy a bottle of whiskey and be a man. Yeah, just, or just get yeah. a handle. That's, I, we're, I'm a liquor drinker. Yeah, like at the right. house, we, we yeah. do cocktails and stuff around the yeah. house. We missed our chance to drink Jameson on the Leprechaun episode. We did. We drank Guinness. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I, I had plenty of Jameson last week. I've had. So. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even want to look at it anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is the nighttime scene. They're all drinking their their last couple of beers, uh, and we get a couple of things happening. Um, first, we'll address. Yeah, so Jenna Ortega's, you know, kind of. She she now addresses the room and actually mm-hmm. directly talks to Mia Goss' character and Brittany Stowe's character about, like, well, don't you guys ever get jealous? Like, don't you care? And this is sort of, I think, where we're kind of, like, setting out, you know, the thematic, like, idea of the of uh, Brittany Snow and uh, Mia Goss' character where they're like, you know, we relationships are relationships like you know we're we know sex is sex like you know you don't have to yeah. you know mingle the two and if you can separate them then you know you're 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 not living in the past and, and like in you know a medieval world anymore and that's why like you know this, this movie is like awesomely like sex positive honestly mm-hmm. like in that sense where all the female characters in it really do take ownership of um of, like their sexuality yeah, we'll get and there but they all kind yeah. of step up into their own yeah if they're not like already there yeah um, and I'm sure everybody loves hearing three dudes talk about this. I'm sorry, guys, but like that's who's here right now. Um, but yeah, that's, it's, that's the cool thing is they all like support each other. Too. Yeah, it's true. And this is also so after having that conversation, uh, Jenna Ortega says, "Hey, I want to be in the film too." And this is where we get the first sort of like element of conflict, right? Where RJ, her boyfriend, who's the film like the camera operator up to this point, he's like, "Well, you can't be. You can't be in the film." And it's like because then it's like the idea is like she's gonna film the scene with Kid Cudi, mm. and yeah, this this is sort of like initiates it's like after. He's like, because I wrote the script already, you can't change. <laughs> <laughs> what is now it? it says out. No, it's like a, it's a joke because uh, Britney Snow, like it's implied that Kid Cudi has a 
his character has a massive dick. Yeah. And then it's like a brief pause and Jenna's like, I want to be in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, everybody's like, what? This, oh, at the beginning of this scene, we get that great uh, thing. So what they're eating, right? The what, They went to the store earlier. They bought a whole bunch of spam. So this scene starts with uh, Wayne, uh, him chopping oh, up yeah. <laughs> slices of spam off this log of like, it's like a fucking giant sausage link. Off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like they they resolve like I think uh, I can't remember if this is where like RJ and Wayne go outside to like talk about it and they're like hey well, if you don't RJ do it, spins out he like he just he's like yeah. shuts it down no you can't do it and then it makes her want to do it even more yeah because she's can't like tell her what to do with her body well and like, it's what you're saying yeah. earlier is like she sees a woman having her own agency yeah. through this movie and then realizes that her own boyfriend is trying to take away her agency yeah. by not letting her do the movie and that's what Wayne tells her like he they go outside like him and Wayne go outside to have a talk about it on the porch and he's like hey man if you if you know if you don't let her do it that she's just gonna want to you know do it even more and it's not gonna be in this yeah. situation it's gonna be like down the road or whatever mm-hmm. and they like yeah it is it, it's a weirdly like roundabout way of coming to the conversation of being like yeah you have to let people be in charge of their own bodies and like kind of thing but it's like through the lens of this like 70s like strip club yeah. porn Which director is weird, like because yeah. wayne is not like an exploited like he he is he's like objectively exploitative, but everything he does it feels like it comes out <laughs> it of some so kind of like you like you kind yeah. of understand the situation. He's like, kind of like a... the dad of the group, yeah. who's uh, like tired like of being kind the dad. Of a grifter, as yeah, well. yeah. Like, but like obviously, like obviously, you know, Jenna Ortega's "I Want to Be in This Movie" mm-hmm. is money like dollar signs to him, but oh, yeah. he still mm-hmm. goes to talk to RJ. Yeah. Like they could do it without. He's RJ. oddly wholesome about all of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then we get the amazing moment where they proceed. So Brittany Snow was in Pitch Perfect, right? She was in all the Pitch Perfect movies. We can know she can sing. It's Kid Cudi. He's a musician. They just what's gonna happen in this movie? Kick it off. They, she just goes, "Are she you says, ready?" Yeah. He starts playing guitar. So they sing landslide. They sing landslide, and it's like almost the whole song. Yeah, right? and it just comes out of <laughs> but nowhere. Nowhere. All other sound completely cuts out, and it's just vocals and guitar. Yeah, yeah. like finger style cover of it, was it, so it rocks. Like, it I was slapped. I was enchanted. We it, were all just kind of looking at each other, like, like "Is this fucking happening?" I right couldn't now? stop laughing in the theater. I felt so bad. Well, this is where I got that feeling that like this director really cares about like even the monsters. Yeah, because the whole time, so the whole time she's singing landslide. And it's like I guess I I, I don't remember the lyrics oh, exactly, yeah. but it's all this stuff about like mm. you know getting older. Um, I, everyone gets older, yeah. the days go on, children grow up, stuff like that. And we're seeing Pearl, the old woman. Like this is another where they're cutting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly yeah, it's the editing here is awesome. It's uh-huh. juxtaposition or or contrast and all mm. that stuff. Um, well, it's not contrast. It's directly commenting on. So she's like doing her own makeup, and it's Pearl, the old woman, trying to make herself look pretty. Yeah. While at the same time, we're hearing stories about how like everyone gets old and things pass, and everyone kind of dies. So it's like I Pearl's like getting was. one last push to look beautiful. Yeah. Again. In this scene, I think I was just it's so sad. I was so yeah. It's it, I was so. It's fascinating because I was just so embarrassed by how like hilarious I found the scene, but at the same time, I was like. God damn it! This is thematically powerful. Well, and I think that's why it goes on so long. <laughs> so, just, uh, yeah, it was just too much that I think s- there was too much thematically happening that I had to let 
a little bit out yeah. after. Yeah. Like, but, not that I totally recognize. Because that's the thing. Is I it think, just came out of fucking nowhere. Because <laughs> yeah, I think like, that, but it is, I think the scene is aware of itself, though, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it knows how ridiculous. Because I think everything else about the movie tells us that this movie knows what it is and how ridiculous mm-hmm. it is. So it's like, of course, Ty West knows yeah, this is fucking silly. Like, well, that's saying? like also my argument for why it goes on so long. Why do they? Mm. Why do they do the whole song? Because if they only did a minute, it would be funny. But to do it so to to do the play the whole thing out, you get past yeah. the point of laughter to the point where like, well, this means something. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? And then you're seeing Pearl do all these all these like makeup things, and you're starting to be like, well, it's not funny anymore. It's <laughs> like, not. It's really sad. I had that I exact same bad. journey. Yeah. yeah, I was watching it, and I was cringy, and I was embarrassed. But then I climbed a mountain, and I turned around, and I saw my reflection in the snow covered hills, and yeah. it was <laughs> yeah, everything everything came together, and it I fucking yeah, I was on I was entranced, and honestly, Brittany Snow's voice is amazing. Like she's yeah, fantastic. I love I seeing do, her like, sing. As a side yeah. note, I want to know whose idea it was to do like that song, that specific life. song. Yeah, I wonder like was it baked in the script was that like what was the selling point sometimes these decisions get made like in the production part and not in the screenwriting part tyler might be google searching it i often wonder that about like especially when it is like a famous song is really hard to put it in a script and then sell because people are like i we what if If you're not like james gunn right who is like i built the script around or edgar wright yeah who who built all of baby driver Mm -hmm. literally wrote it into the script like line by line lyric by lyric yeah um, that's a good question. Yeah, because like for like yeah, fucking flee with that. Like why? Music in movies mm-hmm. always like when a movie hinges upon a certain song. I always wonder like, mm-hmm. is there did did the producer kind of come back to them like, well, we can't do this song, but also, here's a song that you... would fit this mood, and Britney Snow can sing it. Yeah, or Britney was Britney Snow, Snow like the, I can do all this? The strife between the members of Fleetwood Mac. Oh. And Stevie Nicks and yeah. the other members and yeah. like the romantic and we're saying it. No, shit that's that perfect. was going on there too. Like yeah. that, I mean, I don't know if somebody thought about that, but that <laughs> was all happening to that band at the same fucking time. The too. layers, man. Layers. I love it. Uh, I just wanted to know that song was released in seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, timing it would have been, been it's perfect. Yeah, it it checks out. Been, yeah. That shit checks out. It would have been popular at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like props to Kid Cudi. I did not know I should have known he could play the guitar oh, like yeah. that, but just I, I assume that he played like, at least picks oh, yeah. through it. Mm. It's just like so awesome. Yeah. I, that guy's I'm, well, I'm yeah, so stoked. Thanks for, him. for letting the musician like yeah. do like, be a musician. Be the musician in yeah. the movie too. Yeah. yeah. Let him have it. Um so he I does kind of get to have let him all have of that his giant moments. dong too. Yeah. We'll get there. Oh yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get Hang there. on. Oh yeah. We'll dress it. Um well, they, we will address it. Oh well yeah, we'll undress we'll it. So I think they after that they get to like uh uh, Jenna Ortega's sex scene, I think, right, and that's kind of where we get the first like, it's 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 yeah. the way, and it's interesting because the oh, way yeah. the various ways that these sex scenes are filmed too, you know, as we come back to like talking about the sex scenes, like really portray, I guess, like the the different attitudes of the different female characters and mm-hmm. stuff. Like with this one, interesting, like, and also like R D R J, the camera operator's perspective and stuff. It's like because this one is mainly shot, we don't get as much of like the explicit like nudity like we did with Mia Goth and Britney Snow sex scene. This one is in like the fisheye reflection of like the camera lens, um, because they're more also showcasing like RJ's like horror at yeah. like seeing this happen and being mm-hmm. pushed, you know, like through like this experience or whatever. Um, and then after that, I think is when, like, is it is it nighttime yet? I yeah. can't remember what happens here. It's this like they all they like... do the scene, then they all go to bed, and right. that's when things start getting wacky. Yeah, that's when things start like popping off. RJ decides he's gonna fuck off out of here. He's he grabs pissed. the keys to the bus, the van. He's gonna leave them all behind. Yeah, which is like, hey man, you process everything at your own rate. 
whatever. Which is so, great though, because like he's a dick. He like, is. He tees off to be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Like already, like, mm. and so he starts trying to drive off, but like then we get our first fucking kill. Like. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll give him the the one benefit of the doubt that I'll give him is like this happened in their relationship. They decided, like Jenna decided to make this leap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While you're trapped in bumfuck nowhere. Yeah. Filming, you know, poor poor timing. Yeah. Not not great. This conversation should have been had a long time. But also, Probably, it yeah. could. <laughs> it could. Po- Here's the alternative, though: is it's a no stake situation because they could easily make this and then walk away and never have to like see these people ever again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, what if RJ and and Jenna Ortega's character is just like, we're not doing another one. Yeah. We only do one. Take our names off it. Like, mm-hmm. they potentially could forget it ever happened. Sure. So you're, it's they're, it's they're a, isolated. Yeah. yeah. There there are no stakes. She could do. Mm-hmm. She could be in a porno. Well, and then I guess she would have to deal with the ramifications of yeah. being seen and all that. But still, like it was, it was the '70s though. It was harder to get a hold of that shit. You had yeah. to go walk through the woods and find a random her Victoria's defense, Secret magazine. I would feel like, in her defense, her curiosity got the better of her. It's like, mm. well, I I would never know how this works. But like, when someone wants to try a drug for the first time, mm. and like the best possible experience is like you like hold up in a cabin for a weekend. You're like, uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not yeah, doing anything crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what else is there, there to other, do out here? And there like, are like fuck. trained yeah. people. <laughs> There's like actual professionals who have already done this yeah they're like Mm -hmm. like your trip guides yeah and there you go and she already sees like the women supporting each other so it makes perfect sense like it it is it's kind of like a great way to experiment without having to deal with the consequences like yeah at this point like everybody's against him Mm -hmm. but for her to yeah it comes out of nowhere too like Mm -hmm. i I do feel bad because she just like she doesn't say a word most of the Mm -hmm. time and then just bam out of nowhere it's like i want to do this but he sucks he was gonna leave them all behind yeah they Make that clear. The ultimate jury. I mean, he's a fucking, like, yeah. He definitely looks like a pretentious. They play him off to be like this pretentious <laughs> like film a, dweeb. Yeah, he's then, like a film kid. He's yeah. like, I'm going to make art. I mean, you can make smut art and art together. Yeah. And they shoot it like this. And he brings that up like eight times. Yeah. And it's like, dude. Meanwhile, like all of his. I think that was something too that they actually pointed out about like the cinematography of like the way. So whenever they cut to like his 16 millimeter you know, like sepia tone, yeah. like the actual shots of the film that they're making and stuff. Yeah. It, it is all over. It's always very bland and like, you know, like the it's worst framed particularly. Yeah. Well it's like, or... he's not hitting the right, like, you know, shots and stuff. Um, which is funny. Cause yeah, they're, they're like trying to address that. It's like, yeah, he's not, he's just a film nerd who is like overblown his own ego. Which or like only a 22 year old, like ish guy fresh out of like film school or still like about to graduate with a with a solid girlfriend is like that kind of confident to be like I can direct a porno and make it look good. Yeah. And and I'm going to force my girlfriend to come I've along and be my made sound person. A film before probably like a full yeah. film before. And uh, We hate RJ2 in this house. Yeah. Yeah. He and, gets it though. Well, luckily, so yeah, he tries to pull out of the fucking house, and then yeah, that's when he meets up with Pearl. Like she's out there in the she's, middle. Yeah. yeah, and we get our first kill. She's doing like a Deborah Logan. She's standing, yeah. standing yeah. in the middle of the road, lit up oh, by the old ladies can be scary, man. Headlights. Yeah. We we just we fear what we will become. That's true. That's we we'll, we will become Pearl someday. Yeah, we we'll become be. Pearl yeah. and Howard, and we'll both we'll all just be to like, his man, credit, I wish I was young. Yeah, he gets out of the car and like goes and tries to talk to her, and yeah. then she like she like nuzzles. She starts getting all frisky with him and stuff yeah. too. She's trying to also, like yeah, she's all She's like trying to kiss in his neck mm. and stuff. And then yeah. his, I love his line. He's like, "Why did you just do that right now?" Like <laughs> after she like kisses his neck and shit, yeah. and yeah. then she's like over it. She's like, "Well," and she fucking stabs him right in the yeah. neck. It happens fast. It's so fast. And then like I love. How I expected fucking... like a little more like rage building right. from her. You no. know, like she her getting upset. Yeah. She's just like, oh, so that's a no? Yeah. Okay. And fucking kills him. 
Like, and this kill is brutal. Yeah. I love so he like falls down and they like she it's like stabs scissors him. to the neck. Yeah, it's like I a think? no, it's a it's a it's straight. A yeah, the first yeah. one is a knife to the neck, and then once he's like down on the ground, she like oh yeah, like oh she's old, and so she's slow. And I think that's what's even creepier about it. She's like she slowly is then just stacks keeps stabbing him yeah. like seventeen times and or all something. He can do is watch. Yeah, but like, but it's great because then she when she pulls the knife out of his body, the blood splatters onto the uh, the front uh, lights headlights, headlights of the car, which uh, turned the lights red. Yeah. So there's like a contextual oh, reason for it to so be red colored lighting. Yeah. She, her face gets like splashed in blood. Yeah. So she's got like there's blood splatters everywhere. Her hands are deep, like super red. Like, yeah. Like paint red bloody what's interesting from like a uh like so like a from non-fiction like true crime element of this is the idea that we're getting like this female serial killer who derives sexual pleasure from her murders because as she's like killing him and once the deed is done you can tell she's like it looks like she has an orgasm she's essentially spent. Yeah. yeah like it's it, like she she derives sexual pleasure from like the event or whatever which is as an aside from the true crime like side is is, is very unique like not mm-hmm. there's not many female very serial uncommon. killers yeah, yeah, who, yeah who who do so for sexual as opposed to male serial killers who are are widely known for uh, driving sexual pleasure from their murderers and stuff and their shoes um, and shoes yeah if you yeah if you're a brutos type um but uh yeah so like what happens after the kill so like do they immediately start going look for looking for him uh, um, i think does jenna get out of bed and like yeah, because she wakes up and, and tells Wayne. Wayne's already up, I think, or he gets up as well. Mm-hmm. We watched this like a couple days ago. Yeah. <laughs> Either, she uh, tells Wayne that he's gone. Right. Yeah. And Wayne's like, okay, shit, I got to go get him. Give him yeah. the pep talk again. And so he uh, walks out to the barn. And they divide In his white, in his e- tight D's. I fucking love it, dude. Emphasis I love, on tight. Yeah, dude. I love like the no I love shoes. the energy of this guy, though. No like, socks. Yeah. No shirt. No but, fucks. Like, no fucks. Yeah. Credit to yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Credit to him, though. Like, the actor who played it, he's like very well. Like, he's very ripped. He's, he's very got, muscular. he's got like, he's, he's got like, he's 70. Muscular built. dad bod. Like, yeah. that's what I would call like that. It's like, functional muscle. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. once you're like, if you're, if you're in shape, like after the age of 40, like, that's what you look like. Yeah. Everything, it's like, you're not like tiny and cut, but he's got that. It's clear he has that like fucking yeah. dad bod strength mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And so he, he fucking rocks s- those whitey tights. Strut around in yeah. his little, little speedo. Yeah. He, he's very liberated. He doesn't give a fuck. And so, yeah, him and uh, Jenna Ortega go out to like look for RJ and stuff. And they, and they let's split up, split up yeah. gang. So he takes the Scooby-Doo. he takes the the barn house where they were filming some filming a scene earlier. Um, he's gonna go look through there, right where all the horses are and shit. Uh, does she is that where she goes off to the house? Yeah, to look for him. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. she gets so Jenna Ortega goes off to the house mm-hmm. and then runs into Howard. Yeah, which is and really I don't remember creepy. the exact timing of this yeah. but because there's two of them we're trying to figure out which one of them it's gonna be yeah we're like cross-cutting between him he's like in the barn kind of like shooing cows and yeah being like RJ, well where doesn't the fuck are jenna you? run into howard because he's out looking for his wife his wife pearl and they agree yeah. to go look together They're yeah like, okay man, well, let's go find our friends. yeah and so at some point howard the old man leads jenna ortega's character down to the basement right this is when she gets locked in the basement they, he's yeah. like go get a flashlight it's, it's in the it's down there it's in the basement yeah. yeah which like we as an audience were like, like don't, don't do fucking there. why would you fucking do that mm-hmm. don't do that shit so she goes down into the basement and then like is looking around and i can't remember if like the light's on or something she it's comes like, back up she just gets oh yeah I think she, she gets, gets the flashlight and she goes up and the door's locked yeah 
He's like, locked her in there. What? Yeah, and then she starts screaming like you know her Jenna Ortega's performance in this movie is fucking awesome. I, I can't. Like, I love all the scenes like her her portraying like horror and like yeah. being like hysterical and screaming and shit is all so good and so believable. Yeah. Um. So meanwhile, while that's going on, uh, Whitey Tidy's is in the barn with all the horses and stuff. He's like, RJ, get out here. You know, it doesn't mean anything. We can talk about this again if you need to. He's like walking through the barn, um, and then gets to like one side of the barn where there's like holes in the barn doors and stuff and so he, he sees oh yeah i forgot about the nail Straight thing nail through the foot shot the way they set it up too mm-hmm. it's like you see it from because like we're all, we're low like on the ground yeah. yeah and there's like there's a there's a piece there's a plank of wood with a nail facing straight upward mm-hmm. and you just see his steps like going up to it and the way they draw that out yeah. yeah and then you finally see his foot come down right on top of it and he's like you know freaking out because mm-hmm. he just stepped on this uh, rusty nail yeah so now he's yelling mm-hmm. which is only going to attract unsavorable, unsavory characters. Exactly. Because right? he's screaming in pain. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he gets up. And then... Uh, he- and he sees a shadow or some sort of movement through through these holes in the barn. Wall. Exactly. Yeah, they're like little peepholes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, of course, he goes over there. Um, what's on the other side? I don't know. Let me put my eyeball right out to it. Oh, yeah. Um, sees, like, some movement. Yeah, sees a little more movement. Then we but get then like nothing a, happens. Then we get like an outside shot. Do, do we get a shot of uh, a pearl from the outside? Mm-hmm. No? no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all tension. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's implied that it's her because I think you see the dress. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go by. Um, and he pulls back a little bit because he looked out the one hole, and you're like, oh, okay, maybe he's good. No, I have to look out the other hole right next to it. He lean in right real close to that and hole. That's where we he get. looks into both holes. Yeah. yeah. That's where we get kill number two. Yeah. Where without any sort of warming warning or any yeah. sign leading to this uh, pitchfork yes. right through the holes. Ah, right through his eyeballs. Right through his so eyeballs. Great. Which I have to add. Okay, so you as a medical expert, <laughs> stabs like directly straight through the eyes, mm-hmm. like through your eye region. It's not really in your brain, right? Like it's like your eyes are lower, but it's still kind of the back. It, if you made it to the back of the skull. Is, I guess, right? a, yeah, I mean, depends That's on how the lobotomies angle. are done. Yeah, it depends on the angle. I mean... But it looked like it went straight, like from the, like in a lateral way instead of up. Yeah, Am but your, also your brainstem like starts right back right. here too. But like it should, wouldn't she have to go far enough back to get his brainstem? My theory is that he like he really wasn't like you kill he, someone like, like that, you would him, die. Like immediately dead. Like yeah. he just immediately stops. Like he would flop and stuff. Yeah, he wouldn't be. My like, assumption is like, like he would. The pitchfork would, would curve would a little bit, right? Yeah, like. Know, like yeah it like curves upward mm-hmm. so like if you like went through the holes that way the mechanically it would like go okay. up like mm-hmm. right that like i don't know yeah if you're doing that movement that nobody that's listening to this can see me doing <laughs> right now. Um, yeah. yeah yeah i mean he wouldn't it wouldn't be like an immediate death but my thought I'm was convinced like he'd be dead yeah oh for sure my thought was just that like it would be more drastic if it were even more realistic like yeah you would like see him flop. like flopping yeah around. yeah and like and, and, the, he, and like, the thing would be like stuck in the yeah, yeah. just yeah. like that kind of death it's not like full brain death mm-hmm. on the first try. No. It's like Mo- more bleeding out. He suffered a little bit. Yeah. 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 Or you, you slowly um, stop breathing. Yeah. 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 Because the, uh, to talk about it before we talk about the next couple of kills too, because like, the gore in this movie is, man, it's top notch. Like there's mm-hmm. some, yeah, there's the one coming up where like you, you leaned over to me and we'll get to it. Um, yeah. So we get his death there and then uh, cutting back to the house, I think. I think is this when Jenna goes, wakes up? looks back in the basement though? 
Yeah. Yes. She goes and investigates. She goes and tries to find a different way out of the basement Mm because he locked the door. And Mm -hmm. she's pounding away and nobody's answering. She goes back down there with the little flashlight that he sent her down there to get Mm -hmm. and is looking around and finds an entire body just strung up completely nude from the rafters. Yeah, from the waist down. And that's where we get some... His his dick is messed up. The dong's out and it's, it's fucked. Not, I thought it was like previous fuck. I like couldn't like, tell if it was fuck. completely like take it like just gone. Like mm-hmm. if they have just ruined that yeah. the crotchal yeah. region. The, the implication it was a very it was a brief shot. Yeah. Um, the impl- it, I didn't want like obviously I didn't have an uh, opportunity to rewind. Yeah. But I don't really want to. No. <laughs> um, the kind of vibe I got is that Pearl was using yeah the corpse as. Uh, a toy? Yeah, uh, something like that. Or in some, yeah, you know, like okay. uh, that was the implication. I think it's like the same style, you know, like like I said, homaging Texas Chainsaw Massacre again, where Leatherface is like hanging people up, both yeah. in the 1974 and the 2003 version, where it's like he hangs people up yeah. as like and the trophies and toys, version, and then and the like, 2000 and something. Yeah. They made a lot of those movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so she finds that and is reasonably freaked out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I can't remember. So I think we have to come back to her to do the axe thing or yeah. later on, right? Yeah, that's later. Because she's I, just stuck in the basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sunday scaries. Nice. I'm sorry. I, there was a microphone and a burp, and I like had felt like I was in good company. <laughs> I I regret not opening my beer on mic. Actually, that's usually oh, something I like to do. Oh yeah, we did talk about that yeah. last week. We'll do it. Yeah, next time. Uh, I've been saving them. Yeah, it stopped raining too. I know it was nice. It was a nice little backdrop. The the periodic thunder. I'm really glad I caught some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm like working on something that has a storm as like a big central piece of it and piece. it makes it easier to write and i'm like oh this is that's what it feels like yeah. this is what like creepy rain feels like is it like isn't like don't we have like an affinity for rain because of the idea of like when we were in the womb like sloshing liquid around you is like comforting mm-hmm. so it's like when you're in that kind of environment it's like there's some like yeah. primordial listening, listening to like flowing water yeah or... i mean there's like, i mean it would make sense water is valuable as far as like ecology yeah. goes so i'm assuming yeah, like too. a resource that just falls out of the sky is probably one of the most valuable mm-hmm. things on the planet yeah you, from like a historical standpoint when it happens that means you get to eat soon probably exactly like, <laughs> or the like if there is enough of it you yeah. will have food for the year for the winter yeah like yeah. rain it, like much like water like right like gentle rain or rain in general mm-hmm. nice rain can be bountiful but heavy rain is like a destructive force mm-hmm. yeah so it's that kind of like dual nature of it yeah it's a tough line to toe. Yeah, more, more, more philosophical and anthropomorphic, anthropological conversations from the Scary Sundays podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. So <laughs> just because uh, of what's happening outside the what? Jenna Ortega is trapped in the basement. Uh, I think this is when we get Howard going and uh, enlisting uh, Kid Cudi to come and yeah, help him. Kid Cudi wakes up. Yeah. Is this? This isn't. Yes. So they all just kind of wake up on their own. I yes. Think. Right. Because no yeah. one has heard I think, I any think, of the screaming or anything. Yeah, I think, I think Jackson kind of snaps awake for some. We get. I may yeah. be wrong, but I think I'm remembering like this. It comes yes. from, like right after one of the kills or something. Or it's after yeah. they show like Jenna screaming or yeah. something like that, and then they cut to him and he kind of like snaps yeah. awake out of. Yeah. Out of nowhere. I think we left Jenna in the basement, and what happens is Pearl, old lady, has killed Wayne, Mm -hmm. and then now is sneaking into the cabin. So her sneaking into the cabin, I think, is what wakes up 
Kid Cudi. Oh, yeah. Right? So he, yeah, like, yeah. snaps awake. Brittany Snow is like, hey, what's up? And he's like, don't worry about it. Go back to sleep. He, like, gets up, goes out into the hallway, and then goes out to the front of the house. And then, like, Howard knocks on the door or something. So he goes to answer it. Mm-hmm. Kid Cudi answers the door. The old man is standing there. Kid Cudi is answering the door, butt-ass naked. Backlit silhouette. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. Legs spread. Yeah. He's spam, talking to him. Spam log. From, like, his, <laughs> his spam log is yeah so i guess howard is talking to him he's like hey i can't find my wife uh so he's talking to him from like 20 feet away what the camera does is it's a super wide angle of the house so like you said he's 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 a silhouette lit up from the back um kid cuddy is like spread eagle like with his hands on his hips and stuff and his spam log is dangling down between his legs between his his knees (laughs) (laughs) it's like that's like the big joke is it like I, I'm I'm not kidding. It, the whatever it was, real or prosthetic, curves along the thigh, and the tip pokes out around the knees. Like it's like it's actually unique. like a yeah. full thigh. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And he's like proudly like I think like this, you would be. But I think some of this too yeah. ties back to like he doesn't know Howard, he doesn't trust him, and yeah. it's this whole like he's putting it's Howard on his move, back dude. foot. Yeah, oh, he yeah. literally it's power an moves. Absolute power moves. Like Howard Austin yeah. Powers scene where it's the backlit like silhouette yeah. shadows. But oh, yeah. Mini Me is also standing oh, yeah. there, yeah. Like, grabbing the apple, you know, like all the Mike Myers scenes. She like eats the sausage, yeah. and he's like stretching, nude. That's exactly what it is. Um, um, but yeah, and then Howard is like, I, I, you know, I've lost my wife. I don't know where to find her. I'm, I'm worried about her. Like, kudos to her. Howard for even getting through the conversation. Yeah, and Kate Cuddy kind of sees that disparate, that desperation mm-hmm. in him. Mm-hmm. And I think he this is part of where I think it. we're building, like, the, like you said, like the pathos for the old characters and stuff. Because uh, yeah. we, we, you're kind of genuinely like you don't know. I feel like the setup for this movie, we don't know who is, like, the aggressor or the victim right. in that relationship, right? We're like, well, is he, you know, obviously he's trying to, like, keep her in line because of his, like, you know, right. you know old world conservative family values or something. But then, like, also <laughs> well, the I distress. He's, he's a little bitter about his shortcomings, too. There's that. Post, post-war. Yeah. I think in his age, you definitely start to see that he, like, realizes how much he lo- kind of, like, let Pearl down mm-hmm. or, like, dragged her down with him. Yeah. And so he wants to take care of her now as much as he can. Yeah. And then in this moment, too, though, it's like he's genuinely <laughs> distressed. It, it seems like he's genuinely distressed about, yeah. like, not being able to find her. And we don't know I mean, they if have a, he's... a swamp with an alligator exactly, just running yeah. around. I'd be worried if mm-hmm. my, like, adult, you know, wife of 80 years was like, I'm just going to go free running around yeah. in the night. <laughs> She's parkouring around the fucking swamp. <laughs> yeah. Um, Riding alligators. Yeah. So uh, Kikuti says, let me go get my skivvies on. And he, like, goes back into the room and puts on some underwear and a t-shirt and, like, some boots and stuff. And then, like, goes out with Howard to go wander around uh, the swamp area, I guess, to look for Pearl. Mm-hmm. Um this is where I get fuzzy on like which scene happens when again because they're all kind of happening in conjunction exactly and with these There's like a lot of cutting back and forth and... yeah with these like back to back actions sort of like sequences and stuff um, there's a lot going on here where um, so I think this is where we, we stay with Kid Cudi and Howard for a while where they go out to the swamp and it's where we get that thing about him being like once a marine always a marine because Howard's like all right you go off that way and I'll go off this way be careful you know out here there's alligators and 
Kid Cudi, so this is set in 1979. He's a Marine, a war uh, veteran of the Vietnam War. Um, so this is where we get his sort of dialogue about being like, you know what, well, I've seen swamps before, and I used to, you know, yeah, he, like, I used says, to walk around. Like, I'm more could, qualified for yeah. swamps than you are. I can navigate it in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't have a light. Oh, yeah, He's I don't like, need a flashlight. Right. Yeah. yeah, so they, they kind of like split off the ideas that are going to like go on in two different directions around both sides of the swamp and meet up on the other side um, looking for Pearl. Um, I think this is where we start cutting back to the house and stuff. And like, that's when we get that scene of uh, Pearl has snuck into Mia Goth's room Mm -hmm. where her bed is now half empty because RJ has taken off and been murdered. Or Wayne. Uh, Yeah. Wayne is Mia Goth's. um, Wayne. Wayne is Mia Goth's like boyfriend. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Weird dynamic there too. Yeah. Maxine's. Yeah. A working partner. Yeah. Yeah. There's a power dynamic, which is problematic. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So old lady Pearl sneaks into young Mia Goth's room and then like gets into bed with her, like slowly undresses in a very man. It, I don't know. It was tense. It was tense. It was, it awakened some things in me too. Felt things. I don't know. It was an old lady, old lady, naked body. <laughs> um, First time, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like my raisins, man. Um, so she, she gets into bed with young Mia Goth. Yo, old, la- old Mia Goth gets into bed with young Mia Goth. And then she starts like massaging her very non consensual, yeah, like that kind of like Sleeping Beauty kind of thing where they're like they're asleep, but she's like caressing her, and Mm -hmm. she thinks it might like she doesn't really wake up, but if she did, she might think it was her boyfriend Wayne, Mm -hmm. and so there's kind of like this like really like deeply uncomfortable everything about it yeah it's like oh my god she wake up please wake up wake up. There's something really interesting about like the fact that it's the same actor playing both roles and sort mm-hmm. of like the idea of this, like, yeah, the way this duality like splits and then comes back together, like full circle. I'm doing like a weird finger motion. I don't know why. It's he an drew audio. a circle in the air. Yeah. It's a, this is an audio podcast. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. This is something that's like really fascinating to me. And I think like on multiple watches, like going back to it, I'll like really enjoy like the thought and care that was put into the development of this movie by casting Mia Goth as in both of these roles. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, it's like I said, going back to the, the beginning of the conversation about Ty West saying, you know, one theme of this movie, this idea of being like, well, the grass is always greener. It's, you know, looking at yourself at different points in, in your life and like the possibility of being like, all right, well, what would it look like if, you know, these two moments of myself could meet like this intense, like, you know, desire to be one way, and then, like, see yourself and see the object of, of, of your, you know, like, what you could be or whatever. Um, but, yeah, so, like, she she's, like, caressing young Mia Goth in the bed and, and everything. And I think we cut back to the the, the pond a couple of times, but... Um, yeah, they really drew out the tension in that yeah. scene. There's, like, a few... There's at least one or two times where, like, Kid Cudi goes out into the water mm-hmm. uh, to investigate something. And you're like, oh, this is it. Is mm-hmm. this where... Uh, does Kid Cudi find uh, the car in this scene yeah okay yeah, yeah. there's like a different car yeah, yeah that's not their car it has been like sunken into the water of the mm-hmm. lake so it's like it's clear so i guess we assume this is like whoever is locked up or been chained up and killed in the basement or whatever probably their car mm-hmm. um this is a reference i don't know if you uh, so 1963 psycho this is like a reference to um the main character of that film crashing her car into like water and stuff and like a hole mm-hmm. it's a yeah so it's a reference to that film but it's also really cool we get so we're essentially seeing like the setup being being like oh this isn't all just an accident this is stuff that happens like over and over again mm-hmm. and we're kind of building the ethos like the or the idea of that um but then cutting back to like the cabin and everything that's where 
uh, Mia Goth's character, young Mia Goth, wakes up and like finds old Mia Goth in the bed, old yeah. Pearl with her. And probably loses her shit. Yeah, she, as you would. Yeah, yeah she I freaks mean, out and wakes up Brittany Snow in the next room. Mm-hmm. And I love like the sort of like banality of like oh, this yeah. scene. Because like old lady just like Pearl she just shuffles like shuffles past. out of <laughs> She's like, naked. Oh, don't mind me. I'm really fast. Then. <laughs> Brittany, Brittany Snow's like, like wait, I misread the room. <laughs> um, and that's, I think, where we get the line from the trailer where it's like, she was in my fucking bed, like, mm. you know, caressing me or something. Yeah, um, yeah. So Brittany Snow and Mia Goth are both awake now and freaking out. Uh, old Lady Pearl has run off into the darkness, uh, embarrassed maybe, uh, about the situation. Probably uh, just aroused. Yeah, very aroused. Um, and so I think this is where, like, Brittany Snow goes off to, like, go chase after them, after Old Lady Pearl, right? Um, and then we go back to Howard, old man Howard, and Kid Cudi, and I think that's when we get, like... We've had what? a few fake-outs. Yeah. We're, like, not sure anymore what's happening with them. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they reunite. But once, uh, so going back to that car scene, sorry. Uh, once Kid Cudi finds that car, that's when he turns around and Howard is holding the gun to his chest and then shoots him, right? Yeah. So he gets murdered by Howard, mm-hmm. um, gunshot to the chest or whatever. So at this point, we know Kid Cudi's dead. Uh, Howard's running around somewhere. And then Brittany Snow's character goes off and tries to chase Pearl. And he ch- she-, she chases her out into like where the swamp is and stuff. He's like, hey, let me help you. Um, they go off to like where that that deck is, like that Mia Goth was on like, her. Yeah, the dock. Um, and like they walk out there, and she like tries to put a blanket around her, and is like, "Hey, is everything okay?" And then like doesn't like the old lady like slap her in the face or something? Mm-hmm. Well, she like says something. <laughs> she's like, "Oh, don't worry, sweetie. Like we'll take care of you or something." Yeah, like, kind of belittling her and that kind Patronizing of her or something. And she's yeah. just like, "Fuck you! You yeah. don't get to say that." <laughs> and slaps her and then they uh then it's like she gets mad Brittany mm. snow is just like fine fuck you i don't yeah. need this shit yeah exactly like you yeah. would you know you're just trying to be nice and stuff and i think old lady pearl shoves her into the water at that yeah. point right where just like full-on just bam yeah we yeah. get that foreshadowing from earlier where that alligator pops up and it was ready this time yeah. and it immediately snaps on Brittany snow and just gobbles her up yeah um <clears throat> which does a little death spiral yeah i was gonna say for accuracy's sake alligators when they latch onto you will just will twist because yeah. they drown you yeah they like it, it seemed pretty yeah i was like i think so that was excited. a real alligator uh-huh. Yeah. I, I was I enthused know, by the whole thing. We're never going to see Britney Snow in the film ever yeah. again. Aww, they're, they're, she's it's one of many Snows. Yeah, <laughs> all the Britney Snow clones. <laughs> one Britney in yeah. a, a Britney Snowshin. Britney Snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's where we get like the fun line from uh, Pearl, though. Where like after the alligator eats her, she just like turns around and like looks at the water, is like, "Bitch." Yeah. Like, <laughs> so exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It's> so like, <laughs> like all right, all right, Pearl. Um, so all that's left now is, uh, young Mia Goth and Jenna Ortega, who's still locked in the basement. I think mm-hmm. this is when we get the axe scene. Yeah, well, well uh, Howard goes back to the house. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Howard goes back to the house. Oh, that's right. They all meet. This is, so this is where it gets yeah. real freaky. Freaky, yeah. freaky. Because they all, uh, he finds, um, Howard goes back to the house, finds Pearl there. And Mia Goth is like hiding uh, from them she goes back she's in the house and then she hears them come in so she hides under her own oh, bed in the cabin where yeah, they the were cabin. staying yeah um mm-hmm. and that's like so like then howard and pearl kind of catch up and he's yeah, like oh like, like, i trapped one in the basement they're she's debriefing like, that's not the one i yeah. want and yeah <laughs> pearl's like i killed three of them or something and then <laughs> and then pearl is like i think we should do it howard and now's the time and he's and like howard's what like, about oh. my heart and she's like 
I think you're going to be okay. And they fuck. They Yeah, as if it fuck. wasn't enough adrenaline to just murder several people. Yeah. yeah. You think if his heart was the issue that that would have done it, right? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Well, yeah, so that that comes in later. That's true. Um, but so yeah. like I said, everybody gets naked. So like yeah. The, so they the start old bon- farmer they start gets bonus. they yeah they start plowing mm-hmm. um, it's while great. Mia Goth is underneath. It. This is this it. is a this is a nightmare scenario for I imagine it's many like many people. It's being worse. trapped under the bed yeah. while two old raisiny people are banging <laughs> right on top. Exactly because they they're getting it, man. Which they I love that out. that is a horror scene. It's yeah, like, imagine that's how it's played. It's played as a horror scene. Yeah, she's like trying to muffle her mouth from like squealing out of yeah. tears. Yeah, like slide out slowly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like oh, and it's I'll played just, for suspense. I'll see myself out here. <laughs> And the way they film it too, it's like because they do that that overhead shot, yeah, that, and it's like yeah. his from above the bed. Yeah, his his drywall butt, like, and they just <laughs> he's zoom got out. That, he's got yeah. that Hank Hill ass. He's got that Hank Hill <laughs> ass. Yeah, he definitely he uses one of those like damn those, it, Bobby uh, donut cushions <laughs> yeah. when he sits on a on a wooden chair or something. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a. I don't know. The yeah. whole theater but was from like from the yeah from the top down. You slowly can see her arms like coming out yeah. and her feet as yeah. well, <laughs> pulling herself. Reminded out. me of a uh, parasite, uh, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, it's that, that yeah. similar thing where they're all under the table. We're gonna be like, saying that about out. any movie that has like someone hiding in a house at yeah. the same time as someone else. But like, this is a parasite moment. It is, a which movie. I love. Yeah. Yeah, but this explicitly, it's like when they were like, there's somebody making love, they're distracted. Oh, yeah. They get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So it's yeah. not a Disturbia moment anymore. Yeah. Now it's a Pierce. Yeah. The call's coming from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Mia Goth, like, escapes for a moment. Um, yeah, I feel like, did we. Uh, she So she's free, and then she goes to the van because mm-hmm. she wants to get away. The keys are in the van, so she grabs the pistol. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's in the dash. Mm-hmm. And then with the pistol, she goes inside the house. Mm-hmm. It's like a sequence of events. She's like, okay, I got to get, I got to find the keys. Gets the pistol, goes inside. Mm-hmm. Jenna Ortega's pounding on the door. So she frees Jenna Ortega. But and that's when we like. This is where we, well, we skipped the moment though. Was, okay. was the green room moment that we skipped. Because before mm-hmm. the sex scene between uh, Old Man Howard and Old, old Lady Pearl. He stops back at the house. He, go, he has to make a pit stop by the house because he's like making, she's like seeing if Pearl's there, I guess. So he goes yeah. back by the house. Because what we saw in the meantime was Jenna Ortega had gone down to the basement and like grabbed an axe. Right, oh, she found the axe. Right, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so she, she was gonna reverse, go chop her way out reverse of reverse shining, reverse shining her way out of the basement yeah. by chopping a hole in the door. She chops a hole in the top left corner of the door so she can reach over, undo oh, the wow. single latch that's there. Yeah, but as yeah. soon as she manages to finger, she diddles that little latch out of place and stuff. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Howard, if only you can't you could see, the see Travis's little motion. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's a come hither motion. Um, but uh, well, it's definitely a come motion. Yeah, but then <laughs> so, but then uh, her hand gets fucking bashed in by the butt of Howard's like shotgun and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's where you leaned over it. to me and you were like, "It's like green room." It's like green room. Yeah, because yeah. the gore yeah. at this point, like where Weta is definitely coming to play, Weta Digital, like. Mm. Man, like her, her broken, nasty finger. Like when she pulls it back into her side of the it's door, rough. Yeah, it's rough. It doesn't. Fingers look great. are awful. It's like it's there's something about like, like like tiny joint damage where mm. it's it's just so real and so visceral. Yeah. Where like the, yeah, yeah. And I mean, so I deal with, like at work. Mm-hmm. You could argue it's gore every day mm-hmm. that I see. Like what I do for a job is see this shit, uh, but when it comes to like orthopedic injuries like that yeah it's still that's the one thing that'll still fucking get me 
Because like, you, you, you would survive got, like, it. a broken ass ankle and the shit's it's, flopping it's around. It's dangly. And it's just yeah. like, that's not what it's supposed to look like. Why does it look like that? Stop. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. too, like, like that kind of injury, too, like, you'll, you'll, you'll live. Like, yeah. You, if you were to have an entire finger at a 90 degree angle, just, like, bone sticking out you'll and stuff, like you will it's survive okay. it. I've had, I've had my heal, arm look but... like that a couple of times at this mm-hmm. point, and it, man, yeah, that. That's one, yeah, I can get through plenty of shit, but that's one that will yeah. always get me, I think. Great it's effects, that, though. And yeah. feet, like, the nail on the foot thing was the one I, mm-hmm. I really, I'm like, oh, man, I, well, they, I hate they, that yeah, shit. You just they you saw played it, it up so much. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Like, I was just sitting there tense, even though I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, it was rough. Um, so that's all. All that to say. Uh, that's so right. after our, after our old person sex scene, mm-hmm. um, which was the highlight of the movie, um, Mia Goth runs back into the house, and like you said, this is where she goes. And uh, uh, Jenna Ortega runs up to the the top of the staircase. And she's like, "Yeah, let me the fuck out of here." Um, so they unlatch the door <laughs> and are ready to balance. And this stuff. is like my favorite part of the whole movie was Jenna Ortega. This this like upcoming scene. Yeah, uh, where uh, yeah. So I guess like. Pearl and Howard got done fucking, right? And they come back to the house. They got and stuff. their nut. Yeah, they got it. Yeah, I think we see it too. I mean, we hear it at least. Um, there's, yeah. There's, but she frees Jenna Ortega, mm-hmm. and, and then I think she's like, "Okay, come with me. We gotta like get out of yeah. here." They yeah. start running. Yeah, and Jenna Ortega's like, "Fuck no, I'm not going with you. Yeah. This is crazy. You're all crazy." Yeah. yeah, she just like completely breaks down, and you see like it's interesting because it's like yeah, what the the course like I love like I said before like. The course of these like different characters and the paths that they take, like like Brittany Stowe was pretty much like a like a static character, like from like beginning to end. Like she yeah. or she didn't really have, you know, much development because she didn't need it. She was a fully developed. Her, her ego was completely built yeah, exactly. already. It was there. She, she knew was what fully she was. sure of herself. Yeah. Um, Mia Goth's character is one who is like she is in evolution. Like she knows what she wants and she wants to get there and be it. Jenna Ortega like has has a much more uh, like has, fast encounter with uh, she, has, uh, she development. decides she wants to start down this path. Yeah, and I think she it I has mean, a, because of the following circumstances. Yeah, she thinks she made a mistake. Yeah, she or, said fuck all these people. I yeah, fucked up. Yeah, like on right. her way out, she kind of is like giving me a goth this like like fuck you like, like you're responsible like, for this you're yeah yeah all drag me into this like yeah. you're a whore. i wouldn't be here yeah. yeah you guys didn't fuck on film yeah so. yeah yeah something along yeah. those lines yeah. yeah and it's fascinating because like i love that like because the whole great the great thing about that is that yeah we get like the different like not all these characters are the fucking same mm-hmm. um so that being said it's like all of a sudden like pearl <laughs> Jenna and ortega makes back. it two steps yeah. outside the front and it's beautiful we're it's watching it we've watched this conversation like Cut, uh, cut across from each other, like angle on Jen Ortega. You're a fucking slut. Angle on Mia Goth. Like, whoa, come on, come back with me. And then it's just a normal, like, over the shoulder angle on, um, Jen Ortega, and she's just like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Turns around, sprints through the front door, like, sp- <laughs> like screen door open, makes it two steps, and just bam, the like gun through gun the blast. torso. Yeah. Literally throws, throws her, her body. Off yeah, yeah. Like you, she's gone. And that's what I say God, when every I like kill in this I, movie. I don't amazing. think you ever even see her yeah. again. That's it. That that's and that's the, what I like. The last like, time you see her, those like, scenes oh, are always hilarious toast. to me. Yeah. yeah, like those scenes oh, I, specifically. The, make the me slapstick die nature laughing. of that kill. Yeah, yeah especially which it's... then happens again shortly afterwards. Yes, which is even funnier. Right. So yeah. So like, how did Pearl have arrived? Yeah, exactly. Right. But then we get like, so does Mia Goss still have the pistol here at this point? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but what happened at the beginning of the movie? Uh huh. We completely uh, forgot about that. Howard pulled we'll the gun on, on Wayne, right? Yeah. And was like, 
oh, you know, I'm going to, are you from the county? Blah, blah, blah. And then they work it out. And he's like, it's not even loaded. You just point it at people. It scares them enough. Yeah. And Wayne goes, I do the same thing. I've exactly. got a gun in my car. Yeah. Gun's not fucking loaded. Exactly. And Mia Goth is sitting there thinking this is her out. Yeah. You know, she's got the gun. She'll be good. So the Howard, whole time. Yeah. But like, so General Ortega gets shot and Mia Goth's like, oh shit, hides behind a wall. And then Howard starts dragging her body in. And so Pearl's kind of like old ladying her way across, like, mm-hmm. be careful now. And Howard's you're hard, you're hard. like, help me with her. She's heavy. And he literally has a heart attack. Oh, no, she burbles. That's what it is. Because Jenna Ortega, I think it's her, is like shot uh, through the head. Yeah. But and her body. Like, yeah. like, she has like the death, the yeah, death gas. Our death yeah. rattle, but gas like bubbles of blood. Yeah. Yeah. And it freaks Howard out. And he has a heart attack. <laughs> And no, and like it's it's like kind of the problem of living in the middle of nowhere is like if you have a heart attack well, and dead. it's just you He's and your dead. elderly, yeah. yeah, you're dead. Yeah, so he dies. <laughs> and I love that. Like so, like as he's dying, you know, Pearl's go- is going down, like trying to like you know be like, no, please, oh, you know, are you okay? Oh, Howard. Oh, Howie. And then uh, and then Mia Goth pops out, and Pearl's like, help us, please. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, okay. And then uh, she attempts to shoot at... She points the pistol. It's this yeah. big, like, show-off, like, yeah. I, I got you moment. Mm-hmm. And then, like... Click, click, click. She fires. And it's, like, it clicks on empty. Yeah. And then that's, like, cue for Pearl, who sees her in and, like, picks up the rifle. Is it a rifle or a shotgun? It's, it's a, a shotgun. shotgun. It's a shotgun. Yeah, because that thing is, like, It's a insane. double barrel. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. Um, picks up the like shotgun. gun. And, uh, yeah, and, like, lifts it and just, like, f- kind of from the hip, just, like, tries to blow Mia Goth away. And she, like, dips behind the makes wall Makes a again. beautiful, yeah. like, last-minute save yeah. and dips. But, but we see Pearl's body just yeeted out the front door. Yeah, like, the gun, I guess, <laughs> the backfires or something. Like, something happens where it's... I think it's... they're implying it's just the recoil. Yeah. It is. Is Which, it? Okay. Like, that, that's not realistic, but it was hilarious. It she was would, like, bruise her amazing. chest. Or yeah. She would probably break her chest cavity with the recoil yeah. on a shotgun for how, She like, hasn't been taking but... calcium pills. She's a yeah. fucking 90-year-old woman. Like, yeah. she would have been... Way more prone to Her hip. Yeah. Like, so that's then, literally her hip is what they... <laughs> so then, yeah, she's she laying falls on the and ground. She her hip. Outside, yeah. complaining about her broken hip, which yeah. Howard was concerned about earlier did, in the yeah. movie. He That's said, you She's get walking around out there. She could break her hip. Um, and then like, the young Mia Goth walks out, and she's complaining. Old Mia Goth, Pearl, is out there, like, please help wanting help. help. Help us. Yeah. Help us, please. <laughs> um, to which she, I don't remember exactly how that conversation went, but she basically tells her. I can't remember the line that she delivers, but yeah, no, it's something she, pretty. It cuts hard. I don't remember the 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 dialogue. Does she deliver a killing oh, no. blow here? I have to. What happens here? So there, so there's. All right, we're. we're I don't we've think probably she had, does, We've only had like two beers each, so yeah. it's actually kind of sad. We're forgetting things. There's this a very was like four days. There's ago, a very ago, great yeah. moment though, because they're standing off. They're facing each other. Pearl says, "I know who you are." And we're supposed to think, like, yeah. is this, like, a throwback? Is she, like, saying, like, oh, I know that you, uh, you know, you're a young me, or, like, I know what it's like to be young. Like, we're kind of, like, not entirely sure what she means, but she says, like, I know who you are. Like, I know you. And then we, so yeah. that happens during the, like, standoff. implying that there's some, like, real connection, potentially, between right. them. Right. Because... We, well, they keep harkening back. We right? do learn in a moment. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was thematic because the yeah. way like B 
beauty versus or age and beauty kind of like are, are at loggerheads or youth uh, and, and age. I know and that's something age. that's funny because I didn't catch that. Like I was thinking, my... like, what if she's just telling her like, I yeah. know what it's like to be young, mm-hmm. like in a way to like kind of like cry for help or something. Yeah. Um, and then Maxine like tries to shoot her and it doesn't work. So mm-hmm. then she's like, well, all right, then I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> so then Mia Goth is like standing over this woman who's broken her hip trying to fire a shotgun. And says her badass line, gets the keys, gets in Howard's truck, like his battered old truck, and you just know. Like, you just know the moment they set it up. She's got her head on, like, Pearl's head is laying on the gravel. And mm-hmm. from the from that low yes. angle, we see Maxine <laughs> get in the car, <laughs> turn the engine on. And I, I think I was in the theater just going, like, do it. <laughs> we were all worried. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Yes. You, you heard like. Do it. Yeah. Just gasping the from throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my and then, god. Yeah. They do be doing that. She yeah, backs yeah. the truck over Pearl's head. Just mm-hmm. fucking drives over her backs head. Backs it up. Two and wheels, then pulls forward and goes in for seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and they show a good amount of yeah, that too. It pops like it's... a fucking watermelon, man. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then, um, and then Mia Goth escapes. What was her last line? Her last line is like fucking like fuck. I'm a star or something. Or isn't it? Yeah, something like that. She yeah. like her it's, mantra. It's her funny. Like, She's like in the car, and I thought for sure like there'd be a second scare. Maybe she mm. would die or something. Kind of like somebody's in the car. Yeah, something like that. And she uh, she does a bump. <laughs> Yeah. She does a line. Off the, off the steering wheel. Off the steering wheel yeah. while she's driving and says, like, you're a fucking star. Because and just that's, keeps going. That's something we forgot. Man, we didn't address up top, but, like, yeah, her her mantra, she has, like, a, a thing that she's oh, been, yeah, like, yeah. saying to herself you, in the mirror. You deserve this. You are, you, you are you deserving deserve. of having the future. You get the you life you deserve. You, have, you deserve the life that you want for yourself or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then then that's the uh, that's the end of that, and then they come back to the uh, and then we're back at the, the, the police investigation. investigation, and then they're like you know wrapping up and everything, and that's where we get the famous line where they bring up the camera and is like, "Hey, bud, found this. What do you think is on it?" Which is funny to me too, because like obviously Mia Goth is like, "I'm I'm free. I, yeah. I escaped," but like. And it seems like a perfect crime because everybody's just dead. Yeah, but I'm like, oh, that one smut film has like definitely has me like. Maxine's face, yeah. like They've it's got clear she's person. the only one alive. Yeah. yeah, they're definitely gonna bring her back. Yeah, you would think so, but it's the seventies, uh, man. I don't yeah. know how do you even find somebody in the seventies? Yeah. It's like, what do you mm. think's on that camera? Man, like, one goddamn fucked up horror picture. Yeah, but Which, uh, but I wanted to, I wanted to remind and us then too. They, they cut to the they show a picture of young. It's has it's well, as the sheriff so walks into the what walks we, into the house and walks out. Yeah, TV is on. So there's been this this TV that's been on throughout the film. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it's, what's it's been going on? Now, it's yeah. been it's been it's been in the background every now and then, and it's playing this like evangelical Preacher. kind of a revivalist sort of. Um, yeah. uh, it's uh, given like a moral sermon. panic. Sermon. Yeah, yeah, which has been on every television. Throughout yeah. the entire movie, exactly. Even in the gas station, and so the, the 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 preacher in the film, uh, we finally get the end of his sermon. Which you think uh, he's where... just kind of like moralizing? It's like the movie kind of like being not right. so sly, like yeah. oh sinners all die and exactly. go to hell. But then he's like, my own daughter was 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 taken advantage of and scooped up by these devil worshippers, and like here's a picture of her, and it cuts to it, and it's Mia Goth. And it's Mia Goth. Yeah, and so presumably that's something that I didn't actually think about or realize until you just mentioned it. Is like the idea of her being like, I know who you are kind of thing like yeah. her this idea that like pearl has been watching this sermon over and she over she literally and over knows again who maxine is and and obsessing about like who well, she is and that's and... what i think i think that last element <sighs> really put the movie. nail yeah. in, the, in the thematic coffin is like 
because Pearl sees Maxine uh-huh. as like young, juvenile, beautiful, but also has seen her as like a godly person. Yeah. And once Maxine or Pearl kind of puts the dot, like connects the dots that they're doing a porno mm-hmm. is like this, you know, sweet, innocent girl has been like deflowered or like shrink. ruined. Yeah. 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 And like they're, it's all a wash. They're all bad. Yeah. All way, so much more merits are her um, being like, that's not the one I want. Exactly. When they start murdering. Yeah. It explains why they single out Maxine. Yeah. And not just in a like, I really like killing. I like this one person. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's something about it. Yeah. So it's kind of fun because the other shoe drops her. and and like it connect. A lot of things collide. So mm-hmm. it, it already made a lot of sense, but it just crystallizes in that last little beat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also just like as a great thematic reflection of like Mia Goth's own character already went through the arc from prudishness to. Uh, like sexually liberated, and now is like, and and then this arc of like going from semi sexually liberated to like kind of self discovery. Mm-hmm. I don't. Well, I don't have a good. General Ortega's character did, but Mia Goss' character was her main journey right. was yeah was being. Uh, with, with her aspirations. She right. wants to be famous. Like, she Goff wants to be known. already did what Jenna Ortega did in the movie, mm-hmm. but instead of rejecting her own, well, mm-hmm. rejecting the liberations she might have found that, you know, like Jenna Ortega did, who mm-hmm. then died. Or is it the idea, so the whole thing, like me, uh, Mia Goss' whole thing is I want to be famous. I want to be known, like, for, and one of the, the questions is like, well, what do you want to be famous for? Right. Right. And technically, because what we learn about, like, Pearl's, you know, knowledge of her is she is famous yeah. for being the daughter of this like pastor she's like, like among, famous for being yeah, a kidnapped right? victim the runaway like, daughter exactly of, right yeah. or do you, but do you want to be famous for being an actor do you want to be famous for being an adult film star like so yeah. and it's, it's interesting because that that is like the direction her character like we like we said earlier has the most you know because she could mobility with that church and be been yeah. famous just by doing that Right, or coming back to that church, yeah. you know, and being like, I, w- I saw the light, and like mm-hmm. now I'm, you know, reformed. Well, that's what makes me wonder is she's she has we find out she has experience in the prudish side of the world, mm-hmm. like yeah. she grew up in that atmosphere, and I wonder if that like because like her respect for the old woman, you mm-hmm. know, like the way she treats her at the very beginning when they sit down mm-hmm. and have lemonade, um, kind of like the like yeah she's like doing drugs, but it's not like she's hurting anybody, and she's mm-hmm. like generally supportive still, of everyone yeah, involved. I, I love that. I can't. I can't figure out like what, yeah, the like her whole like her drug use throughout the because like she's the only one like they smoke mm-hmm. weed like right they smoke a joint like when they're singing the yeah. song but, like other than that like she's the only one yeah. that's like doing drugs throughout mm-hmm. the movie too which I think is really interesting and it's, it's like, like they never yeah. show she never does it around anyone else yeah. so it makes it seem like it's a hidden a hidden vice or something right but it's almost like at the same time like. It's the late seventies. Yeah, all these people work at a strip club. Like they were all probably doing it. They, no, I believe that they you, do it. Yeah, but like yeah. the but reason for showing show it, it in the movie, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah, I wonder if it's like you know, because it's like you know, her her chasing or or needing that that mobility, that upward mobility, or that you know that dynamicness, like wanting to like wanting to change, wanting to go and and be something that she imagines herself being in her head mm-hmm. as she's saying this like doing the cocaine is the exact same thing as her looking in the mirror and saying that mantra to herself yeah. over and over and it's over like that again. that whole idea of like manifestation. Yeah. It's, it's these things, the, uh, the, the gas in her, in her engine that mm-hmm. she needs to, you know, to get going and stuff. But and she needs, but yeah. her, she she needs her little, uh, sacrament. Yeah. You know, a little, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the fucking movie, man. Like that. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I, I had a great time watching that movie. Like it's, well, and I think talking about it, I went, 
I really, really liked it after we watched it. Mm-hmm. And I told everybody that asked me about it, I said to go see it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, after talking about it, I love it even more now. Yeah. There's and, a lot there that, like, I think we, yeah, we're, like, unraveling it, especially for, like, yeah. Yeah, for myself. But, like, I didn't consider it at first. But then listening to some interviews and, like, you know, really getting into it. Yeah, it's a, it's a great, yeah, it's a fantastic fucking movie. I think, like... There's some people, yeah, like I said, from the Fangoria, people who are like, yeah, this is going to be in the top two movies of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm leaving a spot for Nope, uh, and I hate to do mm-hmm. that because I know it's like, maybe it's yeah, it's a little bit... You set yourself up for failure. <sighs> yeah, maybe I am. I'm also super excited for them. God damn it. Yeah. Nope and them. Nope and them. Nope what is them? them? What is Have I missed this Them's one? a... It's a series. Them's the breaks. Ah. That Ty West directed several episodes of. Um, oh, shit. You know, I just had it pulled up. I'm going to check that out again, too. But, yeah, going back to, like, so um, box office-wise, it's hard to tell, right? Because this movie literally just came out. Um, it did $4 million this weekend. Uh, it's, not, it's not a great opening weekend. It's a horror movie. Um, it well, opened in almost 3,000 theaters. It's kind of a it's kind of a rough yeah. uh, batch, though, because they're, they're sandwiched between a bunch of other bigger <laughs> so things. So, Batman, like, Sonic 2 Batman is Batman has been holding the yeah. top spot for the past couple so, of weeks. Yeah, you can't go up against Batman. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you Maybe could go up against Sonic, but yeah. you don't know. And so, if you get the weekend between the two, then you have a better shot. Yeah, you're just not in direct competition with anything. Um, and people have already seen enough of Batman that they might want to go see like a horror movie instead. Yeah, but and, I mean, arguably, there's some people that are saying that like Batman was kind of a horror movie. Oh, and, it was. Like, it I falls, was. As far as like, was I was deeply than, uncomfortable. Yeah. With the fans the one or two scenes. that pulled that Batman pulled like. Yeah. There are people from the horror community that definitely want to go see that movie. Yeah, I yeah. Think. Like, um, um, but I, I don't. You'd have to look at the budget. But yeah, best guess the movie is like anywhere from like I don't two to ten million max. I'm gonna guess max. But yeah. the effects and maybe some contract. I would firing. go as high as twenty million um, because I know that Weta is on staff for that, and just having a, a visual effects studio like that, like yeah. But, but again, also I don't know. like. They're, if you are the biggest visual effects studio, because they are, they're one of the mm-hmm. biggest ones, you have your hands in a lot of work, even Fair. if it's not that much work. So right. like, so like a, a really good example like is... There that many scenes, right? Yeah. Where mm-hmm. they would have had to do a ton of production on So it, it would have been like... We've got like the alligator, which arguably might have been fully CGI. Oh, for we've sure. We've got Kid Cudi's dick. Um, <laughs> we've got... I think that was prosthetic. Gore. I think it was the real deal. They should have um, been prosthetic. I'm team real... Support Cuddy. Yeah. Some of the gore. Spam ham. Some of the effects during the sex scenes. The, uh, um, the, yeah, the gore on, I, on like, well, the and I'm willing to bet they added some stuff to, like, to, to beef up the prosthetics on the, uh, older actors. Yeah. How'd mm. you feel about, like, I mean, cause that's, so I kind of realized, I realized as we were watching it that I was like, oh, this is the same character because it was also, I was also like, why does that old lady look so fake? kind of thing i'm yeah. like it, it was clearly yeah, I mean, very prosthetic driven and stuff yeah, i could um, tell but yeah I don't know. it wasn't enough for me to yeah it was it didn't take you out of it yeah right um and it was yeah no, it was still good um yeah so the other thing about so dispensing with the box office right so for they made it made about four million dollars this weekend which is fine um, going up against Batman and various other films that are in theaters at, the, at this moment. I think they're up against The Lost City right now. Oh, is it? I think it's Sandra this weekend. Yeah. Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, mm. uh, which has done a ton of marketing all yeah. around, which yeah. means they really hope to make their money back in yeah. the first weekend. Yeah, she was on uh, Good Morning America this morning while I was at work. I'm mm-hmm. sure Channing Tatum did a ton of press. Mm. 
this also released at so south by southwest just happened right Mm -hmm. um in the past couple of weeks so this uh just released there as well apparently at south by southwest um they also included footage or the announcement that there is um footage in the can already for a prequel um yeah (laughs) okay uh about pearl okay it's gonna be gonna be like it's called Pearl, or mm. it's about you know, but it's about the the old lady in this movie. That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't... Uh, Tyler, we were in the theaters. I think you went to the bathroom, but Tyler and I were just sitting there, and I kind of like was I was like shaking off the the dust on my knees, like oh, all right, let's yeah. go. And you were like, "Is there? Should we wait till the end of the credits?" I was like, "No, no way. There's no, nothing." Yeah, and someone said there is. They were oh, like, "There's a no. scene at the end," and I was yeah. like, "Why does there have to be a scene at the end?" And they were just kind of, I mean, they were just like chuckling. I don't know yeah. what it was, but I. Apparently, it might have been included in the actual release. So in I guess we might have wished it, but it was apparently. It'll be on YouTube in a month. Yeah, we could probably look it up <laughs> yeah. right now and watch it. But, but I was laughing because I was like, no way. Yeah, what is this, a not, fucking Marvel movie? And I completely agreed with you. I was like, well, not for a flick like this. And yeah. then we just walked out. And that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my bad, everyone. But I guess... Oh, no, I no. had to piss anyway. So Same. Okay. <laughs> but, like, apparently there is... Yeah, so apparently they've already filmed, and it's in post-production, of a prequel stuff uh, mm. about Pearl. Uh, so more to come from... from Well, that makes sense. All that, I guess. And like, if uh, saw the cut, released it, and then mm. Ty West already had, like, an idea on hand, they could have yeah. done something. I'm interested, because like, I literally have no idea where that story could go from here. Like, I love this yeah. movie when as a said, self-contained, like, you know, When thing. you said prequel, I assumed, like, oh, well, we saw that Volkswagen Beetle, like... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that was sunken it. Sunken into the marsh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, well... We'll get that story. Clearly, this has happened before. Yeah. yeah. It's or just like a... Like it. It's just like a very mellow character drama uh, <laughs> of just like Pearl and Wayne and, or and Pearl Howard and Howard just like, dealing with their marital drama. Yeah, coming yeah, I mean, back from the war. It opens with him coming back from World War II, getting like PTSD, and then she, she like helps an him. Yeah, yeah, and then they move to, to the countryside and get saved, and and then they fucking hate each other. And then they kill it. somebody on accident. Yeah, the first time, and then that and that then, and then they get a little space. Space. Yeah, I'm like, really <laughs> like this. I got your first thirty pages right here, baby. I can see it. Call me up, Ty. <laughs> super awkward like hand jobs over dead bodies yeah. with blood as lube you're welcome a24 our life now yeah yeah anyway so that's coming out um yeah in, in the development or whatever but uh yeah i mean i think this has been generally well received uh mm-hmm. and i think deservedly so like it's not yeah it it is it is a really really good movie i don't know um the only things i think holding it back are I think some people may grapple with the idea that the motivation for the killers is like, you know, their sexual frustration and stuff. Um, but like we talked about at that point in the movie, like, I, I don't know. I think it works. Like, I, I think it's cool. And I think like, yeah, you know, it fits in. I think, I don't think that the, the thematically this movie deviates from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it reinforces like all of the characters motivation throughout. And it's, it's up there. I like it. Yeah. A lot. And it's yeah. not even like, it seems like it's all pointedly, because when you're juxtaposing, juxtaposing, when you're juxtaposing um, Pearl's desires against a film crew that's literally making a porno, yeah, it makes it more pointedly sexual. Yeah. Whereas if you took away the whole porno aspect, would it just be more about like being desired? Right. I feel like it would be more perverted in a lot of ways. Like, we'd be like, that's kind of fucked up. She wants weird? to sleep with everyone. Like, yeah. Pearl has this sexual uh-huh. desire. But, but if you take all the fucking out of it. Right. Like, 
maybe she just wants to be close and be desired again. And maybe right. it's not purely like, fuck me. Right. You mm-hmm. know, but that makes it more vague. And I yeah. think in a lot, I mean, personally, my opinion on, on this, some of the like good writing I mean, is that it has to be so sharp and specific. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think they stuck with, yeah, they stuck with the theme. Yeah. You, you know, they didn't shy away from it. I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's yeah. consistent. Bigger picture too. It, the, I realized as a, I looked at my like release calendar, is this is like teeing up a few more A twenty four films. What I'm sure nice. they're gonna sell like like they're gonna try and sell like hotcakes. There you go. Um, like we have everything everywhere all at once coming out in oh, two weeks. I think. Yeah, that's I think we true. talked about that previously. And then yeah, I'm excited for that two one. weeks after that will be the Northman, which will be mm. big money. We for saw them. the trailer for that in mm-hmm. uh, in we saw leading the up for this movie for both of those. Yeah. 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 They're gonna be yeah, because that's what the, the the trailers for all this movie were all the A twenty four movies yeah yeah which was great I loved it I was but I was but so it's excited. like it's like yeah. teeing off their I guess short their like sp- one month season their of, spring season yeah. yeah yeah before the summer season goes nuts because mm-hmm. there's gonna be I don't yeah. know I guess they're gonna drop like all kinds of big I don't even know what big blockbusters are coming out this summer honestly or I should but I, I forgot usually don't look that far ahead. <laughs> I but there's I nothing like to be surprised. There's nothing that, specific yeah. that I'm uh super hyped about as far as big budget stuff goes. Like I'm kind of I've had my fill. Nothing comes to mind. Like I got I got No Way Home right in uh November mm-hmm. and then Batman and I feel pretty happy. Like I'm like I could just rewatch those movies. Yeah. Um, just, oh yeah, Doctor Doctor Strange 2, mm-hmm. but you know, it's like some stuff I like, like eh, I could give or take. The Sam Raimi universe is heating up. The Raimiverse. The uh, there's a whole lot of conversation. The Samiverse. Yeah, there's um, the Samiverse. There's another podcast. Uh, go listen to Blank Check podcast. They're oh, awesome. Yeah. They are awesome. They're they're starting their series on Sam Raimi uh, with Evil Dead, which is which uh, we will get to actually here soon. Um, but it's gonna be amazing. Um, that being said, do you guys have any movies or shows that you've seen recently that you're excited about or t- want nobody to go see? Uh, I so ye- yes. Um, one, I am excited for everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. Um, the Daniels. It's Daniel Scheinert and I think Daniel Kwan. I don't. I get the other Daniel. There was like a bunch of Daniels for Swiss Army Man. Okay. Uh, which it, it's like one of those movies that is so one of a kind. I watched it and I was like, I don't know any anything like this. I don't know anyone that does this, um, and I, I like really am rewatching Swiss Army Man and then Death of Dick Long because Daniel Scheinert directed it, one of the Daniels, and it's an A twenty four release. It's like super low budget, fucked up. Just like it's, I can't. Is this fall in the so horror cat? Because I haven't seen. It's it. I don't not know anything about it's. This movie. It's really not horror. It, okay. It's oh what someone called it, um, uh, like hillbilly noir. <laughs> It's kind of, yeah, it's like, it's like if Fargo, but set in like the backwoods of Alabama with okay. a bunch of like redneck idiots who all love like Godsmack. Nice. They're like, y'all want to get fucked up, like drink Red Bull, some listen whippets. to Godsmack yeah. and then shoot fireworks out of our, Fuck yeah. like put a firework in our butt and shoot it out. It sounds like us stuff. planning for fucking Tyler's uh, bachelor party. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that came um, up several that, times. Yeah. yeah. But, but, so I'm like, I'm like revisiting my, my, the Daniels content and then this is kind of. <laughs> You kind exclusively of watch movies made by other people named Daniel. By other Daniels, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I'm watching Attack on Titan because um, I, I have to give up like different recommendations. It's an anime, and it is fucked up. I'm. It's like this season is all about the horrors of war, and you're like seeing war from both sides. And then they like they like it's like soldiers fighting fighting each other. There's a whole lot of stuff behind it. 
Um, and there's fantastical elements, right? Like evil giants are attacking and they, they're like using giants to, as tanks essentially, but yeah. they're like fucking monsters. So it's like kaiju battling, but <laughs> within it is the context of like intercontinental war and all these soldiers are like killing each other on the battlefields. You get to no characters. They die. Um, like, like saving private Ryan. And then, then they're all forced to like be in the same room and like reconcile and work together. And it's just this, like, I'm, I've been really enjoying this, like, perfect moral dilemma it's like about genocide too it's it's mm. fucked up Jesus Christ. but it's like the, the whole point is they're <laughs> gonna like the, the the larger theme is they're gonna like murder everyone on this island because they think that this race of people who can all like weaponize giants are, are are like a danger to the world and the people who live on the island are like we have to defend ourselves and then we've been oppressed by these people for so long that we have to murder everyone that exists outside of the island and so it's like these two things are like, if one side wins, they will murder everyone <laughs> on either spectrum. And so it's like yeah. this constant like, everyone wants to just kill everyone, and like you're you're seeing like, you're seeing it from the perspective of like young kids who are like brainwashed, um, like old veterans who have been like fighting this fight for years. Like it's so wild. The action scenes are incredible. Even if you just watch season one. It's like great action, good mystery, a solid like twenty minute watch. Uh, the first season is like a big hook. You'll just watch it and you'll just be like, "What the fuck?" Every single episode, um, it gets really, really weird towards the end. We're on the we're on the final curve here, like the last ten or fifteen episodes, and I am I'm been like so glad I watched it. Cause I love that show because yeah, no, the, it, it, oh you it, are watching. I've watched you made eye first, contact. I've watched the first like two seasons, but I need to catch up. Oh my them. god, I gave I so know, much away. I know that the the, the last like. It's the fourth or fifth season is out now, and I've been they're doing it's yeah. four. Yeah, is the final. I mean, um, you can yeah. catch up to it because yeah, it's one. Of, it is one of my. It's up there with Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah. Like it has and they some took of those like similar... a two year break because yeah. they switched animation studios, mm-hmm. and so I forgot everything. Right. And the the new the final season starts from the perspective of because um, the whole show you're watching from the perspective of the people on the island, mm-hmm. like the oppressed people. Interesting. And then the 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 next season starts with the people on the continent. And you're like, I forgot everything. I was like, what the fuck? Who are these people? What is going on? How did we get here? What is, but it gets you there. Like you spend a good chunk of the show, just like getting to know the enemy. Yeah. And then you start to like sympathize with them and then they all start killing each other. And you're like, oh my God, (laughs) every episode I keep coming away. Like war is awful. Yeah. (laughs) I wish it didn't happen. I feel like like anime does a really good job of like just showing how, I mean, that's where Godzilla came from. right? people, how bad war can be. People undersell anime and oversell anime. So there's no like sweet spot. People are like, because I think one of the original Godzilla creators passed away. Oh no. Just recently. Rest in peace. Just maybe this last week. Uh, somebody can totally tell me I'm wrong about yeah. that, but I have one buddy back in Milwaukee that's like a huge Godzilla fan, and I remember him posting this last week about a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So somebody involved in like <laughs> yeah. early Godzilla has passed away. Rest in peace. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. Thank, thank you for, for contributing for that. In, contributing to the, even the, the 1999 the, the Kaiju, one. I was thinking about that just yeah. just this morning actually. Yeah. The Kaiju so, ethos like that. Yeah, because yeah. that's whole. where it came from. Well, yeah. and people like that's the problem too. Is everyone's like, oh, anime is either like preteen girls in short skirts. That's like really awkward. Fan service. No one, mm. most grown men watch it, but they're like I, everyone I know is like, this is cringe. I wish it's like it didn't a little have fan this base. as much. Yeah, um, it's not like my cultural background. So who am I to really like judge about this? We have our own weird hangups. 
I wish that it wasn't in I like the things I watch. Plenty of weird shit all the time. Right, yeah. right. But yeah. like, like my fiance, she always jokes. It's like, oh, you're watching your like goofy anime short skirt. I'm like, no, this no. show is about genocide. <laughs> it's much, much darker. Than yeah. But like, anime can be <laughs> deep. It can it, be yeah. goofy. Um, and it can be like fucked up and serious. So like horror anime, yeah, I haven't watched a lot of that, but I like am am curious. There's it's, a lot of good Japanese horror comics, especially. The problem that, like, is it's so it. long. Yeah. The whole the, the like this the entire format of anime is like yeah. bent mm-hmm. towards hundreds of episodes. J horror in general, which is yeah the entire um, genre of, of all Japanese. So like horror. you could not convince me to watch yeah. an anime easily because mm-hmm. I'm like that's a, like a 200 episode. Well, and now a lot of I've noticed a lot more. of like American studios starting to co-opt that art style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially for like comic book oh, yeah. driven storylines. Oh, like we yeah. watched Invincible. That, um, that was going to be one of my recommendations. Robert Kirkman. Wait, yeah. Pa- yeah. Pause on that because, okay, so going back to it, <laughs> um, we, we talked about uh, everything, everywhere, all, all at once. once. A recommendation mm-hmm. from Daniel. The uh, As well as the last season of Attack on Titan. What was yeah. the other movie they recommended from A24? Oh, The Death of Dick Long. Yeah. I'm a long dick evangelist. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, have... the Northman is coming. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is the, yeah, it looks like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the movie, which mm. looks amazing. I, we got to stop saying that, though. Let's think that's just the marketing material. I've we've Looking seen Robert trailer, Eggers stuff though. It's bad, His stuff like, is it's way gonna be awesome, weirder. It's, it's gonna be awesome. also like a Korean revenge film plot. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be tight. I'm excited about it. Yeah. It hasn't come out yet, so I don't know whether I'd recommend it or not. It's gonna be tight. Um, I think my theory is they had to sell it like an action movie to to get their budget back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like I think it's gonna turn out weirder than everyone's Less expecting. Less and more. Yeah. Like, have you just have you seen The Witch? Yeah. Like, have you seen The Lighthouse? Yeah. It's, those are weird. Movie. Not should, weird, yeah. but there's a different dynamic to it. Mm. It's it's definitely like all those movies are way slower paced. Right. That's the thing I'm worried about that people are going to come out of the Northman and be like, oh, like, it was really dull. Yeah, they're going to go into it expecting mm. action. And then yeah, come like out every of scene should be like a badass right. murder scene when like I'm sure we'll get long, just like roving shots of yeah. something crazy. Mm. Yeah. Um, Tyler, any recommendations? Any movies or shows? So I was looking. I had my phone and I fucked up because them came out late last year and I haven't watched it yet. Is oh, okay. them the Amazon it's, Prime show? It's the Prime Original Anthology. Mm. Ty West directed two episodes, but it's set like late 50s, black family. Yes, moves, this moves is a, a controversial show. Moves to a white neighborhood. Yeah, I heard uh, about this. It's kind of like there's supernatural aspects that get tied yeah. into it. It's kind of like that... Uh, Lovecraft What's Country? The, yeah, it's like Lovecraft Country where like they yeah, just tie they some drew like, comparison into it. It's um, really fucked up, I heard. There's like I, some really fucked I up I want to watch it, show. so I'm going to watch that. I'm Let also me know. excited because uh, Party Down, Adam Scott's sitcom where he plays a um, – it was a, like a, I want to say it was like a Showtime series years ago. Is it where he's like it's in like a catering company or yeah. something? Phil Dactor in a catering company. Yeah. Um, they're rebooting it, so they're going to make yeah. another season. And like, if you're a fan of anything like Parks and Rec or The Office, yeah. or just like, I like me some Adam Scott. Yeah, like he's cool. Uh, I I'm only expecting that's going to be great, so yeah. I can't wait for that new season to come out. I think they're already shooting it now. Yeah. Um. So I've just been thinking about that. Oh, I haven't yeah. watched too many movies recently. If I'm going to be You've honest, been busy. It's all right. I've been a little busy. Yeah. Yeah. You you, you have got a lot going on. Really important job. <laughs> but movies is also important. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to try to watch some more, but I've just been busting out some like kind of goofy series here and there. I'm going to try yeah. and cry. I watched the new season of the Space Force. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, fun. I'm only in episode two. Don't spoil I, anything for me. It's fun. I didn't... I'm not holding it to, like, a yeah. super high caliber. Uh, when the season was over, I was like, oh, that was... 
the last episode. That was the whole season. That's okay. kind of how I felt in the first season too. You'll feel the same way. I never in the watched season. the. I got like a couple episodes into the first season. Yeah, I didn't it's fun. It, I'll do it like yeah. if I get like a day off from yeah. work and I'm at home, just like on my laptop, pounding out like emails and errands. Yeah, and if shit, I need to kill twenty just minutes, throw it on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good I, background. I think Steve Carell generally is a good background noise like person. Yeah, maybe, maybe we're just we're just socialized to feel that way now after. Mm-hmm decades of having no, the office i'll on. say this too it's fun I, I thought space force was very meh but there was at least one scene in the first season where he gave a, an actually a really well-written speech that i was like i kind of agree with some mm-hmm. of this on well, some of his monologues Ooh, they're delivering some like actual like there's <laughs> there's some pointed commentary yeah there's uh, it, it's kind of funny because the first season when we when it came out was in the middle of the trump presidency which literally uh-huh. is where space force was invented so yeah. it's like lots of jokes about it yeah and now we're in a different presidency and i think that's kind of like an interesting dynamic i've only been i'm only two episodes in to the new season yeah and it's only it's kind yeah. of interesting because i'm like some of these jokes don't Which, land because we don't live <laughs> that world anymore well i think they kind of access that because in the first in yeah. the first episode of the second yeah, season they trans, have the trial new administration right and they get rid of that general kick guy who's basically like a trump equivalent. which they yeah. like retire with full honors uh, yeah, they, they're like you're retired full with pension. full honors, pension, and benefits. Yeah. He's, and like, he's like, oh no! <laughs> yeah, he's so mad. Um, all right, but that's all I got. I Travis, don't have any movies recently. The only things I have, uh, so the I watched the um, Adam Project that just came out. It's one of those weird new Netflix produced original movies oh, the Ryan with Reynolds Ryan one? Reynolds in it. Yeah, Sean Zoe Levy Saldana. directed. He's yeah. the producer behind Stranger Things. And Free Guy, he directed, he directed Free, Guy Free Guy as well. Guy. Yeah, he, he seems to be he's like going to do new Deadpool. Too. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. He's like Ryan Reynolds. Oh, he is director yeah. now. He's a good choice for yeah. that. Yeah, he's cool. Um, I thought, man, that movie. I was so, so this is like a recommendation with a warning on the on the tail end of it because. That movie had so much heart in so many parts of it, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's one of the first times uh, I was telling Kyra about this. How like I I'm realizing that like the um, the infection of uh, sort of like big big budget box office like uh, conventions right now where action has to be in the movie. We need some really cool CGI spaceships. We need all mm-hmm. this. Um, that movie suffers from those things because it doesn't need the action. It has these random like Jedi ninja action sequences, which are the most boring parts of the movie, honestly, because yeah. Ryan the Reynolds idea of like the, the time travel and exactly. accessing those relationships. Yeah. That's where it shines. The premise of the like, movie is yeah. that Ryan Reynolds is a character traveling back in time, meets his younger self, and he's got all these uh, problems wrapped up in his time traveling uh, career that he needs his younger self to help him with. Um, Zoe Saldana's in there. Jennifer Garner plays uh, the mother of Ryan Reynolds' younger self. Um, and Mark Ruffalo plays his dad at, mm-hmm. at another point. And this movie fucking nailed... Like, I, I bawled my eyes out in some of those scenes because, like, the, oh, the, the emotional moments okay. that they do in some of that movie, mm-hmm. fucking... It's heart-wrenching. They, it's, yeah. it's way more profound than it has any business being. That being said... If that's all the movie was, it would be an A plus for me. But yeah, it has all these random action sequences that are completely shoehorned in because of, as some people have said, the the infection of like the Marvel superhero sort of like convention or whatever. Mm-hmm. Without those, this movie's amazing. You suffer through them when you watch it. I would watch it again. Oh, it's a good movie to have, you know have on and stuff. But like those are the worst parts of it. It's worth it though for the just the performances of like Ryan Reynolds and Jennifer Garner, Mark Ruffalo, and some of those scenes because man, they will rip your heart out. Yeah, um, no, those really those noted. are the best yeah. parts of the movie. But I kind of knew going into it mm-hmm. 
as a Netflix original. Yeah. That stuff was going to be in there because right. they're they're as a Netflix original, you can't really focus your audience too much. Yeah, and, you, and that's, you wanted to show up at the top of everyone's list. Yeah, because you probably just paid Ryan Reynolds. That's probably a good observation. Twenty million dollars yeah. to do that movie. You know, a lot so. of their acquisitions, if it's not like a prestige director, it's a lot of like there's it's some like kind you, of watered down element. You need to yeah. please. You need to please. That's our, what it seems like. It seems like there was a vision there, and then some producer was like, "Well, if we want this to be popular, we need to include these like action sequences to make yeah. sure that it, it hits with these younger audiences." Mm-hmm. But like. You got to trust your audience more, and I think mm-hmm. that that movie could have benefited from trusting the audience more. But it's still worth watching. But like, yeah. some caveats. Just like, know that you're gonna run to those scenes. Yeah, where watch it for out those. Out of nowhere, somebody's gonna pull like a lightsaber out and yeah. start hack and slash. And yeah. then make a, a joke about it being a lightsaber. Yeah, like, exactly. that's kind of Ryan literally what happens. Yeah, actually, what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I would definitely <laughs> record uh, one that one. I can't remember if I talked about it last time, but uh, the new animated series from the boys, uh, Diabolical, on Amazon Prime. Mm. Each, I haven't started that. Yet. Those are so. those are all fun yeah okay. 20 minutes each get you can blow through that's them all like an anthology three hours too, right they're not yeah. connected okay. there's eight of them and really it's animated so they get like yeah. a great voice cast mm-hmm. it's the best yeah every every single fucking voice per, actor that wants to be a voice actor is is in that in that series mm-hmm. well that's kind of funny too because uh you mentioned invincible and i think uh-huh. that's seth rogan's uh yeah, production same. studio as mm-hmm. well he must have some kind of deal so, with amazon yeah he was the one that kind of kicked off like the boys in general but he yeah. didn't actually produce or direct like the live action series but for this one he uh does the first him and evan goldberg his you know producing partner uh mm-hmm. do that first episode they're in complete complete control of it uh and they have a little cameo as an animated character and it's fucking adorable um yeah it's great too um yeah you guys any uh anything else you uh, got thoughts on uh I I'm like I'm gonna humble brag because I have a press uh, invite to go see Ooh. everything everywhere all at once Thursday Ooh. night. So I'm taking my lady to see it, which is nice. funny because I don't think she's seen Swiss Army Man. Yeah, and I was like, oh, let's go check this out, and she was Hell like, yeah. okay. So she's so, about to get her mind blown. Absolutely, everybody else Hell go yeah. see that movie too. That sounds. I'm excited for it. It looks like a really cool movie. Yeah. yeah yeah awesome uh well yeah if you guys want to go and hang out uh, and follow us on instagram it's uh scary sunday scaries we have a patreon it's patreon.com slash scary sunday scaries uh if you want to follow me it's at trav the guy um i think tyler's the one, at ty mance is that what at it is ty mance t-y-m-a-n-t-z yeah we got i'm gonna daniel, follow you right now yeah uh, we got do at it. daniel pappas at it? dg underscore pappas it's really lame there we go awesome That's professional yeah. also just my name <laughs> it's really boring if yeah. you want to watch climbing videos on of me on instagram yeah go bombard I, these guys with yeah. fucking comments and social media posts and stuff tell and me messages. how wrong my opinions are yeah please. exactly awesome well thanks yeah. for listening guys uh it's sunday hey we're gonna hang out we're gonna wake up in the morning we're gonna have a great week it's gonna be fantastic uh, let's do it let's fucking do it <laughs> watch x it was a great movie yeah bye, bye. sunday scaries